Hey, listeners, uh, Ginger here. I just wanted to make a quick announcement and say a quick thank you. With everybody's support, I was able to get affiliated with a company called King's Coast Coffee. King's Coast is a New York-based coffee shop, and they produce their own, or they roast their own beans, and then they package them up and they ship them out to people all over the U.S. and Canada. You can also go into the King's Coast shop and get your own cup of coffee. They've partnered with me as an affiliate, and if you go to King's Coast Coffee's website and use code GINGER, you get 10% off your coffee order. They have everything from cold brews to espressos and regular coffee. It's delicious. People in the community over on my Twitch channel actively drink King's Coast, and I've had King's Coast. I love it, and I'm going to be drinking King's Coast like crazy from here on out. So if you would do me a favor, there's going to be a link uh, in the description for King's Coast. It's my affiliate link, but also use code GINGER for 10% off your coffee order. Supporting King's Coast supports me and... It really is super cool, and I'm super excited for this. So get caffeinated, and thanks a bunch. Enjoy the episode. To the Ginger Talks podcast, my name is Ginger Snaps. Joining me, Druid, buddy, how you doing today? Oh, it's a fabulous day here out in Birmingham, UK. As always, conditions are perfect. Uh, what has been sweltering heat for the uh, duration of the last few episodes has now begun to abate. Oh, you and, lucky son of a uh, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> uh, summer's going, but it doesn't mean that the light's going away because I believe it was. Uh, Beloved bard, man of the people, uh, Stratford local, William Shakespeare, who in his oft-ballyhooed comedy, Twelfth Night, said, if music be the food of love, play on. He said that some five, six hundred years ago. Little did he know that if music were the food of love and we could play on, then today the sax is the food of the loin. Oh, shit. Get your fuck on. Because we got... (laughs) We've got a, a monumental guest with us today. We've got, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roy Malloy. Hello, Druid. Hello, Ginger. Hello. That is now my my favourite ever segue. That's a doozy. Music <laughs> is the food of love. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Well, this is it. You know, I well, I try, I try and get cross curricular where possible. Um, you know, we're 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 bringing in a bit of culture. And uh, you know, it's there's fine wines on display here in uh, Druid okay. Towers, and maybe that has a little something to do with it as well. So, wait, if music is the food of love, are ears the mouths of the heart? I mean, if that's between you and your internet <laughs> service I mean... provider, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think know, about anything involving love in my ears. Whew. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I don't like William Shakespeare. All right, no more Shakespeare for the rest of the podcast, please. Um, well, I feel sorry. Oh, we've got teaching it in schools. We we we've got ourselves a Christopher Marlowe man. I see, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The Marlowe squad is on on deck. <laughs> Um, Who's Christopher Marlowe? Uh, he wrote Dr. Faustus, a contemporary of William Shakespeare, but, um, oh, God, what am I doing here? Oh, I'm definitely going off of it. So he was a contemporary <laughs> of Shakespeare. Let's get, but... this, let's get this segue under control. Segways, <laughs> <laughs> segwaying wildly. You know, if you, can hear, you can hear who he is or not, buddy. You ask the question. <laughs> Wait, Dr. Dr. Faustus, is that the story about the gentleman with the uh he, he, they're like the, the magic doctor who makes people come alive he uh yeah yeah mephistopheles bro the spawn of satan himself he he uh Mark, christopher was actually uh killed in a pub for being an atheist in well, take that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a dude man richard dawkins himself yeah yeah <laughs> if, if i look if I could do it over again, I would. I hope you know that. But now we're <laughs> we're deep into. Everyone has I'm to sold. hear that. Yeah, I'm sold on Doctor Faustus. I'm sold on this bloke who got killed in a pub. Um, <laughs> I, I'm all in, and I'm glad to be on. I'm really glad to be on the podcast as well, Ginger Druid. Thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, coming and hanging out. This is. This is another one of those episodes where I don't know the guest, so I just get to learn. I just get to listen to the chaos and the shenanigans because you two connected somewhere, somehow, and now you're here, and I'm fucking stoked. And I have to say, I lurked and just, like, chilled and watched you stream, I think, one night last week. And I was just uh-huh. watching, and I was like, okay, I can fuck with this. This is chill. He's playing Farming Simulator. I'm not one to talk because I play, like, fucking Gas Station Simulator. So, like, I mean. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know they had a simulator for that. Dude, there's a sim game for everything. <laughs> Damn. So bad. I own quite a few. <laughs> Uh, my community decided one night when I was uh, playing a simulator game to just start looking at sim games on uh, Steam. And I got gifted like 12 simulator games. Lucky and lady. They're, oh, dude. <sighs> it's, it's a lot. But everything from, you know, bee simulator to chair fucking simulator. There's a simulator for everything. And it's fucking oh. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they talk about the, the multiverse or the singularity or whatever. That's it for me. When they finally put, you know, B simulator, chair fucker simulator, and, you know, burger flipping simulator and Dude. farm simulator together, Dude. when they achieve that, I will never stop gaming. I will game my life away. Right. <laughs> yeah, you plug, you're plugging into the Matrix well and truly for, for the rest of your days. Um, but, you know, you... You turn Farm Simulator into an art, my friend, because uh, it's it, the Thank bean scheme. We need to talk about the bean scheme for a second. Um, the way you, you know, uh, 
I can't believe the other day, I think, were you just cutting... Like, were you just uh, making a grid into arable land for three hours and people were on it for every word of that shit? That's amazing. I mean, you might have seen three hours of it, but that the process of cutting the new mega field, uh, with, uh, which is an enormous field, um, took I think it took 20 hours in the end. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. And how do you, and feel, that's... That, how do you feel that now that's complete? Um, I... <laughs> Not, not, I mean, I, I feel, I feel, how do I put this? It's like while I'm cutting the field and like working the farm, I completely forget about death. It's like a totally emotional. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you'd liken it to like uh, how a poet might talk about ejaculating. Yes, exactly, exactly. In that, in those moments, in those hours, I'm, I'm free of, you know, there's no future, there's no past. It's just, pure farm that's how i feel playing like minecraft and a whole bunch of games like that for me because it's literally just i switch off my brain and i just do that's the thing it's like it's like uh i think that the pleasure of gaming comes in a like a little bit from just actually focusing on something you know yeah like focusing yeah. on something good and cool that you like instead of having to focus on fucking, you know, yeah, 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 death or killer whales or whatever. It, 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 in many ways, gaming is the last bastion of the attention span. Yeah, it's mm. where my attention span uh, goes it's to die. It's the only form of media entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. For for better or worse, it's it's the inner the inner sanctum, the final bastion. Yeah. And and uh, so great that you do it all on Twitch as well because we were able to connect through that, uh, which has le- has led us to this moment. I know it's it's bizarre to think of, but we've been hanging out on Twitch now for when I first met you. I was playing, or first the first I remember of you, Druid. I was playing Red Dead Redemption mm. like yeah. three, three years ago, maybe. It was. It, I believe it was. It was still pan. It was pandemic because I did. I'm, you know, compared to a lot of people we have on, I'm definitely a Twitch novice, which is my is completely my personal USP on this show, which grows <laughs> weaker and weaker every day. Um, but yeah, I, I seem to remember it was like New Year's Eve or something crazy like that. That's the it. Box. It was New Year's Eve. I was. Ha- it was New Year's Eve. I was having probably the. Not the loneliest New Year's Eve of my life, but definitely the one where I was the most alone, aka by myself in my apartment. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that's that's a prime time to get on the internet and and meet new friends. Yeah, and now you fast forward a couple of years, and here we are, Druid. Yeah, uh, what, the only guest that we've had on uh, that I know from Twitch that I've actually met in in person in real life mm. as well, which is quite something. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things about the internet. Uh, you know, making friends on the internet, getting to know them like in a pretty in-depth way over the years, and then you know, going and suddenly you're standing face to face in uh, where were we? Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham. Uh, the, the very you could hear the jangle of the sheriff's keys, man. It was <laughs> it was that vivid. It was great. Uh, and 
And I, you know, and this is how we met face to face. Was I was delivering the boys uh, when they were on tour, delivering them a little, a little taste of the uh, the UK green. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and to be fair, I've been pineapple expressing you ever since. Uh, honestly, I, uh, I that was wonderful marijuana. Me and the boys uh, smoked our way through that as quickly as we could. It's it's that lovely British weed, you know. It's got a pop to it. <sighs> Don't I know it? See, I'm, I I'm enjoying it right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> I having never been Canada Niagara Falls doesn't count. Having never been out of the US, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And now I'm just I'll intrigued as fuck. Like I'll tell you right now, uh that the marijuana is the best in the US. Oh. America has America and Canada, and I'm, I haven't actually been to Niagara Falls, but I, I know the nature of Niagara Falls, and I'm sure you've got, you know, a thriving criminal, whatever. But <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the border town, right? You've got you're on the border of like America and the U.S. and and right? It's fucking yeah, tourist yeah, yeah. town. <laughs> yeah, we're talking strip clubs. We're talking casinos. Yeah, we're talk- we're talking. Um... Uh, Ozark se- season four. No, you okay. can only find that shit in fucking Missouri, man. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh uh-huh. Fucking well, trust anyways. and believe. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Ginge. Uh, the weed gets worse the further from America you go. Oh. Yeah, well, I, and I can attest to this because we, ever since weed became legal in America, we start to get like these fucking. Uh, Hybrid strains. Mm-hmm. So the one dominating is Stardog right now. Um, wow. Which, yeah, uh, and we we get like this this uh, this weird like quasi US illegal Stardog strain. And I, I was actually, uh, and I'm getting peddled this by like straight up corner boys. And I I, I was really excited to learn actually that Stardog as a weed strain, is named after, you know the band Mother Love Bone? The Pearl Jam fucking pre-Pearl Jam project. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's named after a song of theirs called Stardog Champion, and I, I thought, I had this moment it's where I was like, is it, isn't that like some, isn't that some great synergy that I've got these, like, uh, gangster corner boys peddling to me, uh, talking to me about their, like, Eddie Vedder weed? <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't even fucking know it. Yeah. So- <laughs> you, you start yarling as soon as the, that shit hits your lungs, man. Right. I've, I'm worried that those corner boys don't even know who Eddie Vedder is. I don't think the new generation have uh, have picked up on Eddie Vedder yet. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, lost in the dust. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's that's the crime of having Nickelback by association. <laughs> Eddie Yeah. I think that Eddie Vedder got the career he deserved. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll leave the listener at home to interpret that comment uh, as as they wish. I think Um, I can stand for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, this is actually the second time we've spoken about Eddie Vedder in like maybe the last three episodes and yeah. something of it, something of like, uh, the ghost at the feast at the podcast at the moment, which I feel like he, 
occupies that same space at like Rolling Stone after parties. Oh, Wait a second. Am I gonna? Am I gonna? I irritated the the vet heads in the in the listenership. And uh, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be okay with them. With them. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, they're still marking out about you talking about bringing all their simulators together at this point. So I, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I play so much farm sim because I've played like thousands of hours on it. Uh, but yeah, I, it, it keeps me calm, and I I take not a perverse thrill, but it's nice to do something that uh, slow paced on stream. Mm. Yeah, it allows time for that those community moments as well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's, I mean, I, I guess I've never played it off stream in my life, so maybe it's just something, maybe it's just a pretense to talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, Well, I feel that Twitch, you know, and I would say this, and, uh, you know, I'm speaking to two people here that uh, have come to know me just purely because I'm a Twitch chat botherer. Um, <laughs> to the extreme, uh, you couldn't bother me if you tried, Drew. You, you couldn't, couldn't bother me in a million years. Oh, that's so beautiful, man. Oh. You know, uh, but you know, let's call it what it is. Uh, <laughs> to the same stream brain. bothering, yeah, yeah, stream bothering. Uh, you know, not saying whether or not that's negative or positive, but you know, surely the whole platform is just a conduit for that mm. to some degree, especially before you're hitting those. You know, you've got a monster energy drink fucking uh, sponsorship going on. Surely the whole thing is just a big old like social fuck fest. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's a powwow. You know, it's a it's a wing wang. It's meant to, uh, it, it, like that's the whole idea for me. Yeah. Play video games and also feel like uh, I don't know, like I've got the crew there or something. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an OnlyFans for people that don't want to like jerk off on camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, Druid. I do want to jerk off on camera, not not in front of like you know. <laughs> I like. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> go off. Uh, you, like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You, you. Um, we're just going to leave you there for a second to worm your way out. Bye, everyone. And that, that was Roy Malloy. <laughs> yeah, Roy Malloy, everybody. That was the Ginger Sports podcast. Um, I look forward to um, seeing the headlines on Pitchfork Music tomorrow. <laughs> no, it. I guess what I'm saying, it's not masturbatory, but I, I am like enjoying my face on cam while I slowly plow a field. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like there's oh. something. It's like waiting for the cookies to cool off when you're done baking them. It's a little <laughs> fucked up, but not not fully. Oh, fucking well, hell, man. And, like, for oh. me, like, my favorite fucking streams are when I can just chill and, and talk to chat. And maybe I'm playing a game. Maybe I'm, you know, doing whatever and I talk about whatever I'm playing. But just, like, fucking chilling and talking to chat. like Exactly. Because it looks, you know, every streamer is a little bit like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm doing the thing and people fucking watch me. Like, it's it, that, that very uh-huh. much is uh-huh. is a thing. And no streamer will tell, like, any streamer that's worth anything will be like, yes, no, it absolutely is. Hey, you've given me attention. Thank you. Uh, but exactly. Like, exactly. Well, I, I mean, sorry, go ahead. It's It's one of those things, like... For me, it is just chilling 
and shooting the shit with my friends. And Precisely, when I, you know. I make new friends, dope. People fuck off and never come back, dope. I didn't need you. <laughs> like Exactly. It's so true. It's very much just fucking that, like... And on top of that, you know, even the people who come in the, uh, who are watching and who don't say anything, I like those people. I, I like the idea that, uh, you know, that I'm the voice in their, in, in their house. Mm-hmm. You know? Or how do I put this? I can always tell, I, I, I do this stuff every now and then, like press stuff, talk mm-hmm. to interviewers and things. And I, and I can tell when I'm talking in a microphone if there's no one listening on the other end. Right. I can feel yeah. it. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's right. So even just seeing that little number there, seeing that six or seven people are watching, that that, that brings me some. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I want people to watch me game. I uh, probably have something subtly wrong with me. But Shh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. It's fine. Yeah, okay. With, okay. Bunch of people with siblings that wish they were only children. And... <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. You know, we're from that generation. Oh, I mean, we're from. We're from the current generation, aren't we? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We're going to start we're, getting... We're all millennials. Sure. There's millennials fighting in the Ukraine. I think if you've got members of your generation in an active war zone, you get to claim you're the current generation. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I follow that metric. Well, in, I, I don't thinking, know the, the science behind that, but... What, what was I trying to say? You know, I, I, playing video games when I was a kid, it was fucking going over to Steve Godman's house and playing his brothers nintendo 64 mm-hmm. <laughs> yes she took a famous house and getting on the sega i don't like to play video games by myself right yeah exactly yeah for me it was troy sixton man he had all the machines uh i seem to remember going to troy sixton's and uh playing a little bit of et on the atari 2600 which is oh. yo known as the worst game of all time <laughs> yeah uh, just just marveling in the fact that he uh had a fully attachable Megazord and ET on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and just thinking Troy Sixton's got it all, man. Yeah, yeah I love those moments when you're a kid, where you're like Troy Sixton, like luckiest kind in the neighborhood. You grow up a little bit and you realize it's because he's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's got that rug that looks like a town. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> and I'm here, like I'm here with like you know carpet gripper underneath my feet. Yeah, yeah. Thinking that Troy's the luckiest kid in the whole world, the happiest kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I thought, do you know it's funny? I thought that right until we hit puberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Troy, Troy, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting me play your Sega. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, and that's like any fucking big streamer or YouTuber or, you know, anybody who does this kind of shit for their job. Very rarely, the ones that are actually successful and have longevity are like, no, I was fucking cool as shit. Every girl wanted to sleep with me. I had all the (laughs) shit. I was super fucking dope. They're like, no, I was a fucking weirdo theater kid that nobody wanted to, like, kiss until I was a senior in high school. Like, it's, they're all the big fucking weirdos who are just like, ah, yes, 
Uh, I definitely smoked marijuana before I was a junior in high school and not for the first time at the girl's house that I had a crush on and where I didn't actually smoke the weed. I just blew the ember and ash everywhere accidentally. Like it's, it's those fucking dudes who are just like, yeah, no, I have millions of dollars now for playing video games on the internet and making people laugh. Like, this is why this is why I don't have millions of dollars from streaming. I was too much of a jock when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time anyone comes into stream, Roy actually just goes, Sup dickhead. Drop yeah, yeah. What's up? Sup. Yeah, exactly. I really like to I really like to bully the uh, you know, the less epic viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the good old digital loogie never goes fucking out of style. Yo, what's up, fucker? Yeah, yeah. What's your max bench? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I wonder what my max bench is. We need to do a bench sesh on stream soon. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. Oh, man. If, yo, if you want to do that in tandem, I can't. You know, my biceps actually flow underneath my arm in a kind of bingo wing situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to eat some spinach. But uh, if you want to do this shit in tandem, <laughs> that's fair enough. Oh, man. It, it's, that's... you know, what? it's just proving your strength. Right, uh, you know, and that's the jock. That's why he's the jock in this fucking <laughs> yeah. recording. I haven't done a bench press in a while, but I reckon I still got a big enough bench on me. I'm sure I can lift some lift some kgs. <laughs> you can, What's you the? Can just, you can hear that steely t- determination in your voice that makes that shit believable. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's oh, the jock mindset. Is what that is. I think we could do a bench. <laughs> Yeah, I, fuck man, I keep, now that we're talking about this, I'm thinking about all the time that I've said that I'm going back to the gym. <coughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Fuck, nope. But I did, uh, so I, I've started doing this thing recently, and I feel like there will be an appreciation, maybe not a full understanding, but an appreciation. So Roy, I'm, I am of the uh, larger variety of humans, um... Okay. I am not a, a small woman. I got thick thighs and belly yeah, on me. That's like, what I'm, I'm I'm a larger yes. woman. I'm five ten on a bad day. Like I'm I'm built large. And I uh I've started losing some weight. I changed my diet up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay. all right, cool. My jeans are fitting different. All right, bet. I don't know why I pulled a pair of boots out of my closet that have like a three inch heel on them. I didn't take those oh, boots yeah. off all fucking weekend. <laughs> I was like, my ass looks great. My legs <laughs> look great. I'm taller. What is this? I mean, look, <laughs> fucking six foot and curvy. I'm pretty sure that it's no mystery that that's like the kind of <laughs> you're talking about the archetype of beauty right there. Dude. So fuck yeah, Ginger. That sounds hot. Keep those boots on. <laughs> Dude. I want some boots. I want a three-inch heel. I mean, listen, I got a spare pair. You want them in black or brown? <laughs> I want you to kick me in the head with them. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Literally, please, yeah. can you yeah, snap yeah. my neck whilst wearing those? <laughs> <was gonna>. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude. And, like, I walked into the fucking gas station just, I'm buying a fountain pop. And the dude at the counter looks at me and goes, you look different. And I was like, uh, what? 
<laughs> it's like I'm wearing <laughs> heeled boots. That's the difference. How has this changed? What is going on? But I've been losing weight, so like my clothes fit different, and I fucking feel good, and I don't know what's happening. And it's just like I'm like I want to go back to the gym, but also I'm lazy and fat. It's my here's the insider tip: uh, one jock to a prospective jock. You don't need you don't need you don't need to fuck with the gym. Forget it. It's costly. You got to drive there. Fuck that. You need like 15 minutes of exercise per day. You just need to feel the tingle of sweat on your on your groin, and yet you're done. <laughs> well, I have a gym and a pool at my apartment complex for free. That's the shit. I want to. Can I come and live at your apartment complex? Sure. Fucking. <laughs> I never thought I'd want to come live in fucking Niagara Falls, but I don't live in Niagara Falls. I live in Iowa. Uh, Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah, it's swift retraction. On yeah. That um, if it's okay, so it's between Iowa and Niagara Falls. Which one do you want to wake up in? Uh, Niagara Falls. Okay. Okay. I've been to Niagara Falls a couple times, and by far my favorite place that I have ever vacationed. Anything like that, with the exception. It's because I was with my family, like my favorite family vacation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My ex-wife and I talked about just going to Niagara Falls and eloping instead of having a big ah. fucking wedding. And the families were like, no. So we made them all travel to us instead. <laughs> That's the way. Are you in um, – what's the main city in Iowa? Is that uh... Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Des is a better name, I think. Des Moines sounds Des like an Australian yeah. rugby player or something. Yeah, Des Moines is actually taking over on the prices, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I live and work in the Des Moines area, yeah. Um, okay. I was lucky enough to drive through Des Moines once. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got that nice building. It's got like a, it's got a thing going on. You know, Des Moines. I, what I'm gonna say is, Des Moines is a great small city. There's not a ton of violence. There's not a bunch of crime. You can typically walk around, and you're pretty. Things are pretty chill. There's enough to do to keep you entertained for the most part, and then, like, yeah, there's some. Corn and, and like, I'm cool. on, on, yeah, corn <laughs> the band, corn the band. No, and, uh, oh, okay. and, and speaking of that, you know, obviously, one of your most famous exports outside of corn is uh, Slipknot, which yeah. I have not been hasty to mention several times on the podcast. So I'm sorry, no, that's okay. Um, okay. The know, knot uh, squatter are logged on, yeah, the, yeah, they love it. Uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you are a a, a, a young person that aspires to play some metal guitar, I hear that you can still have the chance to get guitar lessons from Slipknot's guitarist yeah. in the Des Moines area. Yeah. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Corey still has a house here. Um, and so every once in a while, Corey will pop back into town. Uh, the One of their the first stages they played on as a small band, I know the owner of the bar... Um, where they played at, and I've done stand-up shows there. I don't know how many times. 
Um, wow. There's a, a board when you come around and go up onto the stage where people have signed and stuff. And you can see real faint and Sharpie where Corey put his name. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Like the, a dude I used to work with when he was a kid took guitar lessons from Slipknot guitarist. And so like, the fact that you can still do that shit is really cool. Like that is really fucking cool. I love that. Everybody's just like, you know, everybody assumes that I was born in Iowa and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're like, but you know, Slipknot's from there. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> like, yeah. Who else have uh, we got from the, who else have we got from the, like the, the metal scene? Did I produce many metal bands or even, uh, I mean, new metal bands? let's see. I can only imagine that they were really right after Slipknot hit it. There were a sh- a sh- a, almost definitely a bunch of people from Des Moines that were like popping up all over the place. You know, Fuck. it's it's actually <laughs> not. Um, there's 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 <laughs> not. not but see, here's the thing: is we have more actors and shit from Iowa than we do uh, anybody else. Um, Run me through some actors. Who you got? So when you're looking at, oh fuck, that's not how you do that. Uh, so we've got everybody from Ashton Kutcher's from here, John Wayne, what? Elijah Wood, what? Tom Arnold. These are huge names. Brendan are you Ralph, me? George Reeves, Johnny Carson, uh, Flores. Where Lichman. are the ladies at? <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Yeah, well, come on. Uh, this is the Midwest, my friend. Right. Um, um, Bill They're, Haley, look, those names Julie alone, Adams. That's big. Yeah. Um, These are big right? names. Donna They're Reed. Denai Gurria, I think. She played uh, Michonne on The Walking Dead. It's time to stop reading that list because I... Who the fuck? <laughs> so, I'm lost there. Yeah, that, that one yeah. didn't hit with me. I mean, so I, sh- I guess it, it's just this... Like some some you know states in in the U.S. perform better than others in certain areas. For example, you know uh, Co- Colorado probably don't have a good band that's come out of Colorado that I can think. If you can name a good band from Colorado, I'll I'll sit here and 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 listen to it. But no one's ever done it for me. So maybe I was like mm. that with with metal bands specifically. Well, no, I guess they've got Slipknot. But. It's a pretty big gap. Yeah. So that's a huge get. We've got uh, Birmingham, UK. The oh, you got everyone from Birmingham. We got you fucking guys... mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, man. Yeah. Oh, Lord in heaven. Mm. Yeah. In the, next time you're down this way, man, we'll have to go and hit some sites because uh, I mean we've got like fucking Black Sabbath Bridge. Will you be uh, forty from from Birmingham? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Played in. Uh, I've played quite regularly uh, gigs in the venue where they famously played like all their first shows, which oh, is wow. which is like super cool. An honor. What? We've got Led Zeppelin uh, down the road. That's unbelievable. Led Zeppelin's such a that's that's crazy. Well, um, yeah, a friend of mine, uh, um, a friend of mine runs a music studio, and he's. He's just finished working with fucking Rob Halford of Judas Priest. 
Jesus. Wow. So these guys are just still around. And, you know, you know, believe it or not, you know, that's up to you. But everyone's got a story where, like, hey, my dad's doing the plastering for Tony Iommi right now. Oh, that's... Uh, and, and, yeah, shit like that. Everyone's got that story. But, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. But, yo, what are, we've only just started claiming on that history as well, which is it's so bonkers to me. I just looked Birmingham's up. a, a sleeper city, you know. It's not mm-hmm. a city that gets gets credit for being of the scale and quality it is. I just looked up well, Ohio, famous bands from Ohio, which is where, okay. I was, where I was born. First up, Hawthorne Heights. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, man. Uh, wait, wait, who we got from Ohio? Because I love Ohio. Ohio is a great state. So I was born in Ohio. I spent the first 18 years of my life there, man. Um, Respect. Nine Inch Nails is from Cleveland. Oh, fuck. Bone Thugs and Harmony, which is a a big kind of diversion there, but fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, Devo. That's huge. Uh, Devo, did you say? Devo. <laughs> From That's Akron, awesome. of all fucking places. Uh, that makes sense. I love Devo. 21 Pilots, oh. Hawthorne Heights, the Black Keys, the Ohio Players, obviously. Devil Wears Prada, The Outsiders, really? Reliant K. Like, there's all these fucking bands uh, that are just oh, wow. fucking from Ohio. Well, lest we forget I mean, as well, the, mid, the fucking Midwest created emo. Oh, dude. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I'm a big wet. I recently toured in the US and, uh, you know, the, the Midwest isn't like the first place that grabs your eye when you start traveling in America. Mm-mm. But, uh, but I've fully come around to it. I went through, we, we played shows in Cleveland uh, I spent a bunch of time in Chicago and Detroit. Mm-hmm. I, I guess Detroit's technically Midwest. I'm team Midwest. It's the fucking, it's the third coast, baby. It's a sick place to hang out. The people are chill. Yeah. People dress poorly, so you're always overdressed when you're in the Midwest. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, you know, I love. Can I just say this is this is coming from a guy that dresses like sharp man. He's Mister Bojangles everywhere he fucking goes. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can hear him jangling his change, man. I, I I do like to be overdressed, and it's tough when you're traveling all around because you go to fancy places. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so the Midwest they they sort of like yeah the Midwest they're like it's you know it's all right you can go home and and just put on your slacks and. And it's it's jeans and t-shirts and maybe a flannel and maybe a trucker cap or a baseball cap. Like you wear your work boots out to dinner. It's been that way. It's consistent, you know? Yeah. So when you travel through the Midwest, did you stop and get Casey's pizza? Casey's pizza. Casey's pizza. So Casey's is a gas station chain that originated in Iowa but is in like 16 wow. states and it's huge. And they are known oh. for doing handmade pizza in the gas station. I, I've, I've definitely, I, I don't have a memory. I've, I wouldn't, I haven't got pizza at a gas station. I'm a hot dog guy. Okay. Bet. So when I go into a gas station, my eyes, like I've got my blinders on, but <laughs> I feel like I've definitely been in some gigantic service stations Dude, in the huge. Midwest. 
Come and go and Casey's are like just the biggest fucking thing here. I'm trying to start a campaign to get come and go to sponsor me. I I want the come and go sponsoring. I've got one of their shirts in the, in my thing. I come and go is my spot. Dude, come and go is fucking lit, dude. Their breakfast sandwiches are actually pretty dope, and the stores are uh-huh. fucking clean. They're clean as clean. shit. Oh, I saw a lady in a come and go in not Kansas. That that other shithole. She was feeding her kid <laughs> one of those breakfast sandwiches. Dude, she was feeding it to a child in a in a stroller. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Dude, the in Iowa. Fun fact about Iowa, the Iowa State Fair, every year we have a, a sculpture of a cow made out of butter that has its own security. Wow. And, like, everything is deep fried. The portions are huge. Like, in the Midwest, you are fat and happy and, like, it just – that's <laughs> that's what it fucking is. And so I'm over it's here – It's big boy season in the Midwest. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. It's, they got big men over there. Mm-hmm. Mm. How, how men Big are supposed tall. to be. They're supposed to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. A belly yeah. full of Chicago-style pizza. Mm-hmm. Cheese underneath. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't even Bit of timber matter. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And it's dudes with big, you know, big-ass fucking trucks and, like, mm. Everybody's got, you know, <laughs> fucking their cousin Jim Bob who does whatever, but I'm in the city trying to dance at the club. Like Wow. It's I... it's fucking weird, man. And but I I moved from Ohio to Iowa. So like you know, okay. I didn't go, you know, it's not a huge culture shock. But like being in Southern California for a week, it was totally different and like mm. i was i was sitting there at, with a friend oh, sorry i lost you for a second oh i oh. you good oh i'm back sorry okay. my, my alarm was going off my i'm cooking some rice oh <laughs> well i love that energy by the way i fucking uh, love that yeah yeah just yeah, yeah bringing some grain into the into the, you know <sighs> the actualizing the actualization of the farmer at work. Mm-hmm. That's bringing his plunder, bringing the grain uh, to the scene, man. It's fucking, it's, it's so crazy, man. Like, well, here's, here's the thing is like Chicago, they put cheese underneath the uh, sauce. Mm-hmm. California, they're putting truffles in the sauce and dropping gold leaf on that shit. Right. Yeah. Acting like they're better than you. Mm. Pissing off Italians like left, right, and center. So many uh, short form 30 second Facebook videos of people's nonnas getting angry at Wolfgang Puck, which I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how you do it. I had a nonna next door growing up, and it doesn't take much to irritate them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Mm. Ain't that the truth? So you, um, you're Australian, yeah? Uh huh. Uh, were you? I'm from Sydney. Okay, I was about to ask, were you? Because I uh, know a couple Australians who were like hippie commune raised, and then started acting, uh, and then they're like <laughs> your typical, just like everyday fucking like people. Well, I, I'm a combo of, of both. 
I'm a city kid. I'm I'm a city Australian. I grew up like, which is most Australians. Most of us mm. like aren't the bush tucker man mm. out in the four by four, you know, eating kangaroo or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I'm I'm a coastal Australian. I'm a coastal one of the coastal elite. I'm from, um, <laughs> I'm from Sydney. I, of course, I spend plenty of time in the bush, and, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a beach Aussie. I'm I'm that stereotype. Okay, but you, you know, it's, uh, funny, it's funny you say that. Like hippie commune, it just it it transports me straight to. Uh, I'm about to go to college, but I'm taking a year out, and I'm hitting up Byron Bay and just not leaving <laughs> for two years. I'm a white yeah. guy with dreads. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yeah what yeah. the guys you're describing to me before, uh, just then the the hippie commune actors they, have they got dreads and so and perhaps I, aren't part of the global majority I knew, I knew one person uh from my school that he spent maybe six months in byron bay and he came back with uh with dreads a bob marley <laughs> turning into a lion tattoo and he learned to play the bass Oh wow! Slap only. That's so fucking that's so good. <laughs> that's right. but, I mean, well, you know, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's some kind of like uh, like Rastafarian cult when he came back. I won't <laughs> lie to you. I, I'm trying to think of an example of somewhere to compare uh, Byron Bay to for for Americans. You know, it's it, and it's hard. It's like uh, <laughs> maybe. Well, no, I was about to say Cancun, but that is like the jock equivalent. Yeah. You're- I, I will say, like, there, there is nothing, like, I can't, I can't explain Byron Bay. It's a regional anomaly. Um, it's, <laughs> it's probably the, uh, like, for, for a spiritual energy center, and I'm doing the finger thing that makes it in quotes when I say that, mm. it's probably got the worst energy of anywhere in Australia. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're having a chemical epiphany in the back room of a country there, and you get off That's the bus. It. You get off the bus, and I imagine it's just Doobie Brothers listening to listen to the music on repeat. <laughs> totally, totally. It's like it's like me getting to the states and being like, I'm going to find myself, and then going to the fucking Mall of America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's. Well, yeah, the, I would watch that the, movie. By the way, that'd be fucking yeah. hysterical. <laughs> Mall of America. Yeah, I'd watch you, you know, specifically yourself going and trying to make it work, like some kind of like spin-off of uh, Tom Hanks in the term. I can talk with I can talk with authority about the Mall of America. Actually, me and me and Joe Snyson, our bass player, uh, recently went there. Dude, it's fucking wild. It's in, wait, it's in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't it's... point to. That's my only problem with the Midwest. I couldn't point to any of these states on a map. But um, that's fair. I assume Minnesota is adjacent to either Iowa or Ohio or one of those places, right? It's yeah, it's north of Iowa. Okay. I went to the Mall of America. We had a layover in Minnesota, whatever that airport is there, and it was a four-hour layover. So we got the tram to Mall of America, mm-hmm. and 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 I got I got Panda Express and walked around, and then we left. So. I went. <laughs> Mall of America is fucking insane. It's in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is outside of Minneapolis. Uh, and different from Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. Uh, but the the thing is, so I actually was in Minneapolis. The last time I was in Minneapolis, I was with the Australian actress that I worked for at the time. 
and she not cannot, Nicole Kidman. No. no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get that in there. I love that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And she and her partner and their kid popped on, uh, popped on the tram and went to uh, the mall and they came back super fucking shwasted. And they were like, let's go do blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, honey, you are fucking hammered and you want to go get dinner and us yeah they went to the fucking rainforest cafe and <laughs> oh my the, god you've the, got that shit over there yes yes we do it was like a European they thing, invented though. that shit dude they love it oh my god do, anything uh, that's, so much to say but so little that i can say i feel anything that's fattening or cultural appropriating it in any way shape or form it seems is fucking american so <laughs> yeah, mm. they love it, man. This mm-hmm. is where <laughs> all that shit comes to comes to sell its wares. The Mall of America is a hoot, though. There's like ten bars in there. There's yeah. a little bar district. There was a live music. There was like a live band playing in one of the bars, just like completely mm-hmm. dead behind the eyes. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> the Mall yeah, of America. The, uh, yeah, a bunch good. of Minnesotans just like, yeah, this is uh, achy, breaky hard again. <laughs> Dude, that's not a bad Minnesota accent. Yeah, I've seen Fargo. <laughs> Different state. I haven't seen. Yeah, that's North no. Dakota, isn't it? Isn't that right near Minnesota, though? My uh, US geography, d- despite having a world map literally in front of me, uh, <laughs> my my state geography is absolutely terrible. I mean. That's the thing with the United States. They're kind of like, actually, I'm from Iowa, not Ohio, you fool. But uh-huh. no one knows anything about the Americans at all. No. My favorite mm-hmm. thing is when I meet an American and I'm like, oh, hey, whereabouts in America are you from? And they're like, I'm from Canada. I can't fucking tell your <laughs> accents apart, you know? It's like New Zealanders and Australians. You all sound the same. So I feel like I, feel like I can hear that difference. Uh, it And... You know, oh, please forgive me if I'm like about to like commit the biggest faux pas of all time, and, and and please red flag me if you need to. But like, I was watching Flight of the Concords, man, and I love that show. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they're the oh, absolutely brilliant. I don't know if they're the arbiters for New Zealand that I take them for, but um, there's like a, there's like a both accents have like a and please forgive me a whimsical quality. <laughs> to the foreign air, mm-hmm. a kind of musicality to them, but you don't get to say that as a goddamn Englishman. I am red <laughs> You sound like you're in fucking Watership Down. Don't talk to me about whimsical. No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, you're, <laughs> I don't. Uh, all right. You poems sound like you're wearing little little vests and top hats. You sound like anthropomorphic animals. You know. Don't <laughs> yeah, fucking talk to no, me about whimsical. I, I don't mean whimsical <laughs> in that way. Uh, what? Uh, okay. All right, buddy. Let's. You segued with uh, Shakespeare, you know, for, for whom a summer right. night doth come. Well, oh no! Oh well, no. Who's the professor? Oh um, fuck! No, uh, oh, no, no, no. What I'm saying, it, when I'm saying, it, it, there's a musicality to it, a, a rhythmic quality uh, in the accents flow in mm. in a, in a kind of pentameter, right? And. I feel that the New Zealand accent is slightly more, to use a musical term, staccato. A little bit less, like, lilting and a little bit more, like, 
like a like a machine gun. You fucking poms, you goddamn Americans. What are we, clapping monkeys to you? <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> I... Oh, my God. Well, if it makes you feel any better, and I've said it many times, uh, from Birmingham, consistently told that we have the least uh, attractive accent in the country. And that's... I've got to stop you there again. I don't mind your accent. I think you have a lovely accent. Yeah. You too, man. Uh, I don't find it whimsical okay. in the slightest. Um, <laughs> I, I take it with the. I shouldn't have got up. I shouldn't have got you. On, that, that's me revealing my own insecurities. But thank you. I, I, I should have just took the compliment about my. I would love to have a musical voice. I can't. But let's never get mad at each other like that again. Anybody who doesn't sound like. Hey, y'all know I'm going to go down there by the creek and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the hall pan. <laughs> Anybody sounds better than that to me. And even now I'm having a hard time slipping the subtle, the subtle, the subtle Southern draw out of my voice after I just did that. So <laughs> hey, it looks like, it looks like Boomhauer's trying to start a podcast. God damn it, dude. That's what it feels like sometimes. I agree with you, Jim. Like I agree with you, girl. I try and flatten my my Australian accent. You don't want to sound like a fucking cartoon character. Well, but here's the thing: you've got the quote unquote what you expect, like the 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 typical like Australian New Zealand accents, because there's so many people who can't tell the two apart. I am guilty of that mm-hmm. sometimes, but yeah. I know for a fucking fact. That you don't sound like you fuck your cousin every Saturday night. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, no matter what the Let's fuck. Let's go comes, after the cousin fuckers. <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah. like, I just, I can't, like, I think Americans sound so dumb. Now, there is something about a slow, sexy draw. I will say that. There is something mm-hmm. about it. But when you just sound like the only thing that's in your mouth is just an entire can of dip. I don't want to fucking talk to you. <laughs> I had some dude hitting me up in my DMs the other day and his hobbies were fishing, hunting, oh yeah, watching um, TV, playing video games and dicking down chicks. Well, <laughs> yeah, at least well, he's aside from hunting and Aside from hunting in the last one, I, I can't disagree with a lot of those things. But now, I <laughs> yeah, mind. Does, I can hear his accent. I can hear his accent yeah, in my head. You know that he was in all of his pictures. He was wearing at least one piece of of camouflage. Oh yeah, and you can two, hear it. And and, and two gilets. Like, <laughs> I I I do love the southern boys though. They I love that they're fucking. You know, they all wear that same shit. They wear the orange hat and the camo Ugh. shirt and then the blue jeans and they all talk in this unintelligible shit. I'm a man of the world now, you know what I mean? I traveled mm-hmm. all about and I got to tell you, guys everywhere in the on the planet are poorly dressed and they sound like shit. Yeah. That's mm. a universal thing. Uh, yeah. Obviously, present company excluded, uh, Drew, <laughs> I found you very well dressed and spoken. But, you know, you <laughs> oh. think that... You think that Southern men suck? Wait till you go and meet a Dutchman, you know what I mean? Wait till you meet a fucking... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm going to segue again. How do I segue this one? Uh, Just do it. Just hard hard left. Pull that e-brake. Hard left. Go. 
I had a segue. I'm, I'm eating rice with my fingers out of the out of the out of the pan. Right I now. mean, um, I did that at two a.m. this morning. About- I'm not even gonna okay, fucking lie no. to you. He's got the old, he's got the old <laughs> Sydney chopsticks out. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The pincers yeah, of Roy Malloy live on air. <laughs> I got some pincers on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, to work that sax, bro. I mean, you uh, need- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I can't remember who I was talking to about fucking Oh, I was talking to my little sister because she started playing sax recently in band. Uh-huh. And I was like be prepared for just the weirdest feelings and sensations from why your mouth hurts being like new to this whole thing. She's fucking 14. So I gotta be real careful oh, with what I say around her. Because she'll take mm. it and fucking run with it. And I don't know who's embarrassing Dang. who at this point. Wow. Uh, I I don't remember playing the horn for the first time because I, I don't have good memory or whatever. And I was super young. But to this day, my mouth, after a, like a proper horn sesh, is like, it, it, it feels like, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's like you've, it's like you've been to the gym, but for your mm. mouth. Do, yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel like you've got a bill instead of a mouth. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I took, but, a, uh, I took a sax at the beginning of lockdown uh, with the hopes of sounding like I could be part of a Steely Dan ensemble. <laughs> and two years later, uh, I'm still, I'm still. You're not in the ensemble. Geese in the park, man. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> it's hard to get a it's hard to get that dulcet tone out of it isn't it but uh mm-hmm. I, I, again i was really it's one of those great instruments because i've tried learning things in my life you know obviously i and i and i hate it i hate learning a new thing um and horn was one of those ones where it was kind of like it got matrixed into me i just woke up one day and i could do it because I did it when I was like a nine, like eight years old, you know. Yeah. Before I fully started registering memories, everything was still a psychedelic mm. dream. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm lucky. I don't actually have the memory of learning horn. That's I distinctly <laughs> talk to your therapist about it, Bunny. That sounds like you need to. Um, I can un- yeah, maybe I can. That explains them. That. Oral trauma or whatever. I have distinct fucking <laughs> memories of being in high school and I had uh, some surgeries done on my cheeks to get some moles removed. And wow. I remember being in fucking high school and walking around uh, with fucking X band-aids on my cheeks. Uh, Cause that's all we fuck like Nelly two different fucking band-aids making an X on my cheek. Like it was wow, fucking really ridiculous. You, that's the band equivalent of being in Motley Crue, by the way. I know. And I fucking hate it. But uh, <laughs> isn't wasn't that what? Wait, what, when was Nelly doing his thing? Didn't Nelly make the band aid a thing uh, for a while? Then? Oh yeah. What? Uh, I'd have loved to be a fly on the wall in that corporate meeting where they decided that. By the way. Oh god. I think I, it was a. I think it was just a zit before his big his first big <laughs> TV appearance. I'm pretty sure that's the story. Is that actually true? I, I that's the anecdote. <laughs> What oh does hip hop star Nelly or why does hip hop star Nelly have a piece of tape on his cheek? What does it represent? There's a whole fucking article about this. <laughs> wow. I think there's, there's like a college class somewhere where they're like discussing this 
fucking decision at length. Wow, because he did it for his whole career, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't actually know. What's the? We need the answer here. Why does Nelly wear a band aid on his face? Um, what does it signify? But I don't care. Oh, I don't think it signifies shit. I, there's, I think he had a, I think he had a little, I think he had a blemish. You, yeah, that sounds the most like. Maybe I just made that myself. Yo, if there's some kind of like uh, hidden like bullshit meaning behind this, uh, like, come on, I'm ready for that. I'm ready. Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's get the. Let's get the. You're right. The signification. So, as per stories and sources, the requirement of a band aid rose after a basketball injury. However, the rapper kept uh, on okay. wearing it even after his injury healed. Many saw it as a mystery, as any wound needed a band aid would heal in a short period of time. He continued to wear it to honor his music collaborator and dear friend. Label Webb, also known as City Spud. Uh, oh in the early God. days of Nelly's career, City Spud went to jail for armed robber. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. That That's literally the whole fucking reason behind the goddamn Band-Aid. So it was a basketball injury, and then his friend went to jail. And, and it's to n- honor his friend that went to jail. Wait, I don't see the correlation there. I'm I sorry, does it? I don't what, know. What did, did wow. like... Uh, the spud. Yeah, I have no uh, fucking I'm idea. Sorry, what is <laughs> Did they play Did, ball together? Uh, they they were fr- they were collaborators on music. And imagine okay. being imagine being like you dude in prison and you pick up a copy of Smash Hits magazine or whatever the fuck you know you're able to get in there and you find out that that is how he's choosing to commemorate you and just thinking <laughs> <laughs> come pay me a visit you know yeah. right yeah 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 you know come on well, yeah and- bring me some cigarettes i'm wearing right <laughs> fuck i'm wearing fucking band-aids on my cheeks and being a sousaphone player and tuba player like that's I didn't do the whole cheek control thing. I was one of those big fucking puffy bitches, just like just big oh, fucking yeah. chipmunk cheeks. But I was a fucking loud sousaphone. horn player. I was going to wait. Sousaphone's the, the big French horn, right? It's the big one that wraps around you. Oh, fuck yeah. With the big bell at the top of your head. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Like a tuba, a tuba, right? Yeah, it's just the the marching version of a tuba, basically. Oh, that's so cool! And uh, I fucking am like playing, and my face is just killing me because I still have stitches in my cheeks. And oh god! Like I had to stop playing for a couple weeks until the stitches dissolved and everything was fine. But I'd sit there for hours and just fucking massage my cheeks, <laughs> and it looked so fucking stupid, man. You know, this is the moment she segues into going. You know how I got these scars? Oh, fuck you, man! You can't. <laughs> you can't see them because I took such good care of them. If I did, oh yeah, I, I got scars like that. Vitamin A cream. Uh huh. Yep. I got one like that right on my eye where the where I would wear my Nelly band aid, but instead, (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the, seriously, when I was in the hospital, the nurse gave me vitamin E cream and said, put this on the scar. It'll help it heal quicker. And I was like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and also just put some on this on your rosacea. It'll fix that too. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. I had, all right, whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you, put, you put that band-aid on your scar and you go like, this this one's for you, E420. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Clink. All I know is that whenever Nellyville came out, like 2001, oh that that was a new chapter for me. The Twin Towers were fucking toast. Nelly was releasing music. It was mm. it was good shit. Mm. It was getting hot in here. It was hot in here. Wait, what else was on that record? Uh, that song with uh, he did the song with um, Kelly Rowland. Yep, I'm literally mm. staring at that image right now. Um, that was a beautiful song. Oh my god! No matter what I do, all I think about is you. Uh-huh. Even when I'm with my boo, <laughs> all right. I think about. <laughs> you know, we were talking about William Shakespeare at the head of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nelly. Nelly, fucking songs. Yeah. I love that that oh. was such a pivotal moment for you. A dilemma. It was. That I was mean, it. yeah, it really was. When, was it, it was, I'm not getting my time. I was in school, you know. I was in high school. Let's put it that way. I was smoking weed and, and watching <laughs> beheading videos and listening oh. to Millie. <laughs> yeah. Beheading. That, you know, God bless that wasteland that was... Uh, like our generation's experience of the early internet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah no. Uh, it's <laughs> yo. The amount of times I saw Saddam Hussein again, like hung with like different yeah. songs in the background, was insane. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Interpol were releasing music. It was insane, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honest to God, Interpol. Although, has, has it gone any worse? I mean, on Twitter, that kid went shot up the... He attached a GoPro to his fucking uh, machine gun and, and went and live-streamed a shooting, didn't he? Yeah, he got, yeah. it got pulled yeah. down real quick, but yeah. Okay, well, I mean... Well, they've made it interactive, haven't they? Yeah. You know, Good to know that the kids have kind of found their own way to get fucked up by the internet. Yeah. Hey guys, give me a second. My internet's doing something funky. I'm just going to double check on it. Okay. No worries. I mean, that's the whole thing with the web, you know. That that period of my life was about learning that you can see shit online that, uh, you know, even if you jab your eyes out with forks, you're still going to have seen them. Yo, we, and, we, all, uh, we all got the invite to the uh, lemon pie at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah. You know, the citrus twist. Uh, I mean, me and Alex have been trying to unpack for years what – what the title Forced Witness was about on our second record and I don't know <laughs> part of it is probably just being just scrolling the timeline and suddenly oops there's a fucking octopus coming out of someone's butthole you know Dude, <laughs> so you've seen that too <laughs> yes I've seen that shit I saw that shit in 2002 Nelly Furtado was the soundtrack to that shit so <laughs> Nelly not Nelly Nelly Furtado that. was the soundtrack to that shit but um, yeah there was a- I, I love that that's such a vivid memory it's like Macy Gray playing a, a, the Spider-Man float parade in some oh, dude. Uh, but you know 
uh, lo- also love the law that you're building onto the Force Witness record. A record uh, that is seedy enough left alone, but you had to bring uh, someone shitting out an octopus just to fucking bring it to, <laughs> bring it to new heights. Um, I mean, there was a discussion when we released it, you know, our last record about sort of having a, 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 as a sequel to Forced Witness, you know, but uh, mm. in, in title alone, calling it something like uh, No Judgment or something like that. But Oh, my God. Mm, I'm, we, already mo- we I'm already moshing to a record called No, no Judgment. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Well, if anyone I'm steals cracking. that idea, I'm gonna. F- yeah, if you're ba- if I see your band with that album title, I'm gonna fucking sue you. You'll be hearing from uh, you'll be hearing from Paul Summerstein. <laughs> uh, yo, and when, when the Summerstein's on your back, it's summer's over, buddy. But, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about um, our listener based in that idea because SpongeBob four twenty is just happy to be sat here listening. <laughs> um. <laughs> Huge shout out to SpongeBob 420. Uh, we, good to you see know, you there. Never interrupted, but I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favourite listeners slash viewers. The people who just quietly take it in, and when you're like, "Hey, you having a good time?" They're like, "Nothing." <laughs> that yo, but lurker to all the lurkers, to all the workers, to the people who the lurkers, the workers, oh, everything man. in between. The lurkers are the ones propping up the internet. You know, they're the unsung heroes, mm-hmm. making up the numbers, filling in the gaps. You know, pre- press it every time you go live. Pressing that button to join in with the Cheeto stained fingers. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, this is like literally our entire listener base uh, who I am so glad to stick with us when I really just berate them for hours on end every week. <laughs> I think, do I very, they sound like a you? resilient group of people. They, they had to be. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, they made it through the early 2000s, mate. The fucking SpongeBob. Went, that, was, that was a 2000 dude, product, wasn't it? Fucking SpongeBob, yeah, man. man. I, I can't. I fucking can't. Everybody fucking loves SpongeBob, and I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Ugh. I mean, it was still kids' television in two thousand, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But even then, it was originally pitched to be on like an MTV. Like okay. It was not pitched to be a kids' show, and that like if you go back and watch like the first season and like really like watch it, you're like. Oh damn! That got past the censors, but Nickelodeon was like, "Nah, we're gonna let this dude with a foot fetish just produce shows." <laughs> yeah, bring in, bring you, in Tarantino into the basically, man. Animated sphere. I'm telling you, I hate to be this guy because I don't. I think it was a bad thing, but uh, the volume was different back then. You know what I mean? I. Uh, the fucking D12 were releasing a song where the main lyric was the R word. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The volume, the the volume was a lot louder, and it comes to slurs and and you know I think some subtly inappropriate shit in like 2006 would have just been completely oh. overlooked. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, and beyond that, let's be honest. Yeah, and yeah. You, you know, you've got. You know, you have that. Like, I remember hardcore punk, which I was really heavily involved in up till about 2012. It was totally normal up until that point for bands to be coming out using the F slur, man. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, in the ba- in the background of that, 
you've got SpongeBob SquarePants in here with his petite figure boxed into that kind of pixelated dream. And he is uh, silently conditioning the uh, all millennials into uh, people that wear Back to the Future shirts and buy Funko Pop dolls. Uh, yeah. When he makes rude jokes and then plays flute with his nose. <laughs> Yeah. I'm being transported back. I'm, I'm, I'm all the way there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just need a moment. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I, I think that the... I, I sometimes think... Uh, what made me think about this? Uh, I, I, was at ba- I was at Bath in England. We were touring around England, and, and I, saw, I saw the Roman baths in Bath. Have you ever seen that shit, oh, uh, Druid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking fascinating. Really? Me too. So well, so well preserved as well. Unreal, and 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 the reason it's preserved is it was buried, right? They built a mm, mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm. fucking field over the top of it or something. Yeah, that was what cool. like that was like fifteen hundred years ago that they were bathing oh. at the Roman mm. baths, or eighteen hundred yeah, yeah. years maybe. Certain elements you've got that in change as well in some of those more indoor bits because I think the main feature area was exhumed. <laughs> as many things were as kind of attractions for like Victorian era, kind of eight, late 1800s okay. Britain. Well, th- that's the thing, you know, uh, I-, I don't know when the next time there were like public baths or even running water in the UK, you know, Bodicea ran out the Romans and then fast forward a thousand years before they, they could flush a toilet again. Mm. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're, we're sliding backwards. We're doing, we're doing that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna regress. We're going back to to the early two thousands. You know, I I feel that like even in the fashion though. Let's be honest, because you know we've spent the last decade, I don't know, like a half or t- well, I guess two decades now, like sh- slowly shrinking the way we wear our pants, <laughs> and you know, tapered bottoms, turn ups, and then all of a sudden, you know. Dua Lipa's wearing like a parachute on a bottom half. the The pants are the indication of where we're okay. at. That's that's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. we've kind of I, I I worry sometimes we've kind of got, you know, not that we ever had like any kind of resolution in society of anything. It's got worse. I mean, I don't need to say that. It's obvious. But we were mimicking this mm. kind of '90s idealist. Uh, thing for so long like what i would call like the daria effect when mtv are putting daria mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and like boys yeah but like yeah uh, the the worry is, is that the the fucking pendulum always swings and we're coming back to being all about the nookie before you know it guys oh. <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> say the nookie's coming back isn't it, uh, it, it mm-hmm. i feel that day 12 are coming back eminem's <laughs> putting the band purple. together again the purple hills, man. They're they're on their own. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and D twelve, what? A, uh, some great pools. If you were alive during this time, the, these pools should be like really manipulating you into enjoying this episode. <laughs> we, yeah, we've really gone to a specific place, haven't we? What were we meant to talk about? We we did just pick up the phone and start talking. That's yeah, literally yeah. what this is, though. Yeah, okay, uh, good. Th- there's there's a pang of guilt that we have 
a guest here with so many strings to their bow um, that it, that he might as well be uh, grasping onto a horse's tail. <laughs> Thank you. And we've managed to um, we've managed to like just merely swat the flies with it. Yeah, we, we've 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 managed to talk about D twelve Nelly. Um, did Steely Dan get a mention? Yes. <laughs> Slipped yeah, on yeah, it. I, uh, <laughs> can I, can I, I just want to. I just want to send out something to the listeners at home. Before we started this call, uh, Roy was telling us that he had Chinese food with Nicole Kidman. But instead, okay. we've decided to talk about <laughs> creepy pastas in 2001, which is just absolutely fantastic. That's the podcast and all on over top of, And on top of that, I will say, I didn't just tell you about my dinner with Nicole Kidman. It came up very naturally. I didn't, I didn't shoehorn that in. He, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I that, yeah, that's an important up, distinction. But I did find myself talking about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did find like, myself talking about it. A pizza guy coming to your door and uh, being like, "Oh, that'll be twelve uh, fifty, sir." And by the way, I had Chinese food with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It was natural. Uh, full disclaimer. And now I've spoken about it in this way, we can never <laughs> discuss it on the podcast. So that's that. Um, Not only so, was it like a, it, it was a great dinner, but it was also the most expensive Chinese meal I've ever seen. Oh. Yeah, she ordered. Yeah. She ordered like six, seven hundred dollars worth of Chinese food. Fuck! It I showed just, up in like ten bags. It was great. I that's like wish, that's surely so much more than you could ever eat. What did she have like some kind of entourage? Oh. There was a whole party of people there. There was a whole big mm. group of people. Yeah, I'm, there was still leftover Chinese food. But. I, I just wish I could have Chinese food at this point. Fuck, man. I was going to oh. say, now I'm thinking about some, some Chinese. Wait, you can't have Chinese food right now? Most Chinese food I can't eat. Uh, oh, my goodness. I have That's a, so sad. Gl- I, I have a weird allergy. Uh, so. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's I- fucking devastating. <laughs> devastating. I'm trying to scratch my head the last meal I ate that wasn't Chinese food. Oh. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm li- looking out literally. my window longingly. I can see taste of Oriental on the corner. It's like mm, uh, dangerous. I literally had Chinese food about an hour before we started recording this. The closest uh, thing I have to Chinese food is my sticky rice that I end up accidentally making instead of oh, just plain yeah. fucking rice, mm, mm, and mm, yeah. some chicken that I baked and seasoned, and some peas in a bowl. That's the closest thing to Chinese food that I get anymore. Which is really that's Chinese food. That's homemade Chinese food uh, right there. It doesn't have the right flavors though, which is the depressing I, um, part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but can I just say, and I'll tell you what's changed my life is in my pantry uh, making that addition of MSG, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, get a hold fuck. of it. Get you know if you've not got it in your pantry, guys. Get. get I got it. it in my. Friggin' pantry. That's you use that shit to bust your food. That's how you make the food taste good when you got guests. Not mm. only you make mm. it taste good, you give it that shine, the glisten. Yes, mm. yes, yes. That chef's kiss. Mm. We eat a mm. lot of. So my roommate and I, we eat a lot of Mexican food, and that nice. uh, that is definitely um, like we got our our local place that we go, and we typically get tacos on a Tuesday night. 
and there's a a bar that she likes. The food there is really good, but a lot of the folks that work in the kitchen are Mexican, so they'll make food for themselves, and it is just fucking authentic, mm. authentic Mexican food. And so she gets the recipes, and she brings those recipes back home, and she makes delicious fucking food. A mango shrimp tostada? Oh, oh my fucking God. Fuck this, Ginger. I'm coming around for dinner. Come on over, man. <laughs> you can. I'm gonna get in the Land Cruiser and drive to Iowa. I mean, oh, fucking, you can wherever you are. Swim in the pool <laughs> and fucking pool. look at the gym with me and just give it the middle finger and fucking. <laughs> let's get down to the gym. Let's do some curls, baby. Let's fucking let's get on the let's get on the rowing machine and I mean, give it what for. Let's fucking go, man. Like mm. it's just. I eat so simple, so basic so much of the time that, like, when I'm like, oh, I can get a salad at this restaurant, fuck me up, put some chicken on there, baby. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I'm just so Damn. fucking stoked. <laughs> I love that. So when my roommate makes, like, good fucking food, I'm just like, I'll see her. Like, she's, like, prepped, like, something to take, like, to work for, like, her coworkers and shit and i'll look at it and i'll send her a text be like hey yo kyle that looks so fucking good you're doing god's work thank you (laughs) and every once in a while a container of it will just show up in the fridge and she'll say i left you some and i'm like oh hell yeah (laughs) that's the trick if you got a friend who can cook you got to keep the compliments flowing you know what i mean because that's the pay dirt Mm. They cook a meal. You know what? Gen- this is a good general rule for the young, the young bucks out there, and, and those. If if you, if you're cooked a meal, no matter what, you need to lay it on thick. Oh my god, this is so delicious. Mm. Mm. How did you do this? Because that's securing your next meal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. That's my ne- n- never tell them that they should start their own restaurant because then uh, they'll start a TikTok. <laughs> You won't get to eat yeah. any of it. It'll be cold. You ever watched one of those uh, cooking game shows where um, Gordon Ramsay is able to circumvent every human resources department in the world? <laughs> and you've got amateur cooks. And anyone that says that their friends say that they should open up their own place, that's the nail in the coffin, man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I cooking show like people who can cook in the house. It's like uh, it's sometimes. Wait, I need to be careful because I need to make sure that everyone who cooks for me continues. <laughs> no, fuck it. I'm sitting that line of thought. Not worth Caligula, it. Caligula on the show, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Not not worth it. I need to make sure that I can that my friends keep cooking for me. How do I put this? The funniest guy in the office shouldn't be a stand-up comedian. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The person that's been told all their lives, you know, because the, there's a different discipline to actually writing a joke and mm-hmm. being yeah. funny. You know what? I'm trying to think of this symboli- like symbolization that I just did. I, I, I'm actually just being resentful of a specific funny guy in the office. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, let me yeah. let me I tell mean, you Tom's why. I mean, Tom's did his Xeroxes, but before he came <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Look, he was funny, all right? He was funny, but I worked there for like 18 months. I got sick of him eventually. So here's the thing. I was told for years working at gas stations and retail and shit that I should do stand-up comedy. I fucking did stand-up comedy, and I ate dick at it. And then I started streaming, and I found some success. So, no, I fully fucking agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, fully coming from a guy that's in a podcast exactly the same trajectory as that. But although, no, I'd never tried stand-up comedy, but just come on. (laughs) I I couldn't. I'd be too nervous. Do you get... If I stood up... You get the right number of drinks in you, you're fine. My first stand-up set... I had two and a half beers and I was good. The nights that I That's went up the there. Yeah. Mm, so good. Sorry. Could, uh, I'm going to interject <laughs> here, uh, uh, Roy, and say that you come pretty close sometimes because uh, people might know this. Like when Roy hits the stage, uh, a special thing happens. He has a, he has a very unique cult of personality being that the name of the act is alex cameron roy has a pretty unique position within that mm. artist name where there's a cult of personality you've heard the roy chance but yeah, i know i was there uh, you come pretty close so there's a segment in the show because roy sits on his stool playing his horn playing his sax and there's a segment in the show where roy will do a review down the microphone in between songs of the stool that he's sitting on. <laughs> and it is tantamount. It, it's not a stand-up bit, but it is a bit. But it, 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 does kill, it does kill every time, and there is a bit of premeditation there, I must say. So it, it's, uh... <laughs> it could be on the horizon for you. For one thing, I'm just lying here and listening to you saying nice things about me and like smiling. So thank you, Druid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got to do it eventually. um, But but in terms of the store review, that's just like uh, I I try my best to just diligently think about the details of the stool. (laughs) And, and, And I really do honestly tell people a score and I have a metric in my mind. So, But you're right, as a bit, that's that's a, it's probably my best, my, it's my cleverest bit that I've ever done in my whole life. Such a solid bit. Uh, I seem to remember you gave, oh, some years ago, a Birmingham Stool seven out of ten. No, and, no, no. Uh, I, I do it out of five, but I remember the. Oh, oh wow! Well, I, yeah. <laughs> it, um, I remember the stool you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you say that to all the stools. Um, <laughs> stools across the world. Uh, I, I remember some of the drunker members of our party getting angry at the fact that the level wasn't higher. Have you ever had any like backlash from that? You know, hey, buddy, you I, don't like our stools. I mean, that's why I remember that Birmingham stool, because it was only our second show in Birmingham, and I... I, I I didn't give it. I what like the the audience clearly didn't think the score was high enough. Yeah, I've got a uh, real spoiler alert for you. That was us. <laughs> that was you, fuckers. <laughs> that, that wasn't like, it. Wasn't me I, personally, but that was like. De- I, re- I I remember how the audience was composed, like almost perfectly. And I don't know what your recollection of that show is, but 
we were like the football crowd, like kind of middle into the back of the room. Yes. I, I remember a few things about that show. Firstly, it wasn't a big show. There was perhaps like 150 people there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember a vocal crowd center of it, and that that was where the groans emanated from when I gave the three point five out of five yeah, score yeah, for that. It's so weird. I don't know if you're like bullshitting me now because that is that is literally like my group of friends that were at the show. You fucking <laughs> yo, uh, you know that's not a me personally. Oh, sorry. Go know, ahead. Don't shoot the messenger, man. Like I'm, I'm bringing you the Sam McAndrews man, the Liam Conroy's, the real, you know, the real predators out there. You know, I'm a friendly, listen, guy. I'm amenable to it. Yeah, I, I didn't build. You the listen stool. to me, Drew. Don't you shoot the messenger? I'm the messenger of what the stool is like to, to you, and I'm the you're I'm the predator. You're the prey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know, buddy. I'll 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 lie my back on that. I haven't made a solid stool in years. Why not drink? <laughs> the worst stool review I ever gave was in Brisbane, Australia, uh, in Queensland, which is kind of a bit of a like a you know two head town or whatever. It's it's sort of looked down upon as the the south of of Australia, which is unfair in my opinion. For one, I think the south of America's beautiful and has wonderful progressive people in it. And Queensland is fine as well, but <laughs> Brisbane. I gave, I gave the stool two out of five. It was a crappy stool. It was rickety. Uh, and not only that, but it, it looked like it had a cushioned seat. But then when I sat on the seat, it was actually just hard ply. Oh, uh, oh my God. I know. It was a tr- fucking nightmare of a stool. Gave it two out of five. And uh, no, I gave it one point five out of five, and the crowd turned on us. It ruined the show. <laughs> oh God! It it totally took the fun out of the night yeah. for everyone. Oh my! God. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, just speaking to the, you know, speaking truth to power out there as well, and they just couldn't take it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to anyone about a fucking stool. There'd be no point, and yeah. it'd ruin the bit. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. As soon as it becomes like you know, it's not it, genuine. That's it. Yeah, as soon it as ruin fake, it for me. As soon as you fake a stallgasm, you're out of the industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one wants to see that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sitting on the oh, five out of five every time. It's meaningless. <laughs> right. Yeah, it'd be meaningless. And yeah. people want to see me walk the tightrope, you know? They want to see someone be honest for <laughs> once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going up there with, with that fear in net. my eyes. Going up there yeah. with that and that night after night. You don't know what's going to happen. This show must go Exactly. It's exactly. Mm. That's, I, there is that wonderful feeling when you've got the microphone that's like, wow, I could, I could say whatever I wanted right now. I could trash my whole life. Mm-hmm. I could <laughs> get a little thrill out of that. I was at a... Yeah, I look forward to... Uh, I look forward to Alex like coming out and like, here's Mr. Romeloy, friend and business partner with another stool review, and you're like, Freemasons run the country. <laughs> M- yeah, M- exactly. M- exactly, exactly. I'm not going well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say any of this shit ever. Um, no, it's, it's Freemasons. Yeah. It's way into the future the when your, your stool comes with lumbar support, so you've got nothing left to say. Well, then it'd have a backrest, so it'd raise the question of whether or not it's a high stool, a uh, high chair, or a stool. 
Ah. Uh, see, he's always several steps. I got it all figured out. They've got it for the long run. Uh huh. Mm. All right, all right. I've just clicked on the guest questions. Should we barrel through some questions? I just realized we've been on the phone for like yeah. 90 minutes. I, I, um, so I've got dating you advice. Could talk the, you two could oh. talk the leg. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> My apologies, man. Uh, we can do. We can skip dating advice if, if you like, or we can keep it. Well, let's do like a... You want an amalgam? There's some fucking great questions here as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's one that you don't see that gets asked to every guest, and that's what starts off guest questions every time. Wow. Okay, let's have it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if you could have a mundane superpower, what would it be? The most mundane fucking thing. Examples being you drop a piece oh, of trash you. on the I've floor. I got an example. You know, it goes where it goes. I- Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, when I, oh, okay. No, I just need to pick one. Any, or if I spill coffee, the coffee still goes into my system somehow. Like I still get the, oh, the caffeine. Bitch. I love mm. that. Like you can see yeah. it become like particles out of the mug and it, you just yes. like, it's like inertia. Oh. Yeah. Well, I spill it on my shirt and the stain slowly fades and goes into my, my mind or whatever. Oh, my yeah, God. Twin Peaks Season 4, everybody, coming out on Showtime. Um, well, what's your... <laughs> Every <laughs> fucking Wednesday, I end up spilling a little bit of coffee. Every fucking Wednesday. And so now wow. I, that's all I fucking want. The The cups at the coffee shop that I go to are absolute dog shit. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. God, that sounds amazing. And with inflation as well, coffee's getting more and more expensive. I mean... Mm. Grand and pound, my friend, grand and pound. It is. Uh, yeah. Ironically enough, I just got affiliated with a coffee company. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll get them to send me a bag of their new reabsorptive. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this put a new face on the bean scene, by the yeah, way. This, yeah. this has got you written all over it. Oh, my God. I, I feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. I'd take that or maybe photosynthesis. I'd love to be able to mm. photosynthesize. Mm-hmm. 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 No one would even know you're doing it, but you're just there copping energy off the sun. It almost seems dirty the way you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I no one it. knows. <laughs> so yeah, I, I dig that. I like that. I like those answers. Fuck, man. Thanks. So. All right. We've got. That's a great question, dude. It, it comes from one of our patrons, read the abnormal, and she just she laid that out in the first episode, and people fucking loved it. They thought it was a great question, so it's been asked of every single guest. Well, keep it going. Where does my answer power rank? Who who had the who would win the superhero? Like who would be the head of the super team? <laughs> Out of your listeners so far. Dude, it's been, we've gotten everything from like never having a dirty dish again, pretty much, to that's pretty good. Like being able to, like mine, my very first one was being able to look at someone and know if they wanted to talk to you. And like, you want to talk to me? I don't want to fucking talk to you. And it's just done. Like, that's so good. And That's a fucking genius one. That's the one I want. Fuck coffee power. 
I'd have to I'd have to learn a side skill to make the super team with that one. You'd be in there reading people's vibe, and I'd be fucking uh, whatever. I'd be like slightly more caffeinated than everyone else. Um, so I mean, like we've we've had some crazy ones. We've had like ah yes, there's just a cat here because I want to pet a fucking cat. Like there's that's good. We've gotten all sorts of of crazy responses. Uh, so. Like I'm actually going back and reviewing all of them because they're just they're they're fucking wild. I love so them. good. Eventually, we'll do a super cut. Yeah, and you know you'll have to listen to see where yours. <laughs> yeah, totally, we, totally. Yeah, we we know you'll be on it every time. Um, <laughs> this is how you get all the all your listeners, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm currently obsessed with uh with the boys. Have you guys watched that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, yeah, I've been following that. I haven't yet, but whoever does whoever does the main character Homelander, I think it's like the best performance I've ever seen. He's an Australian it's, actor. Is he? Oh, I believe he is. Did you hear the Did you hear the genuine excitement in my voice just then? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I believe he is. I believe he is. I can't. I can't. Anthony like, Starr. I, I shouldn't just say and, things in the public domain like this. But. Anthony Starr. I don't even know his name. From New Zealand. Oh, he's a fucking oh, New Zealander. Fuck. <laughs> oh, so disproves my uh, my accent fucking shit earlier. My my theory. That is. I'm so fucking, sorry. Oh well. We'll uh, move on from that. Let's get some of these questions yes. going. Let's do some of the <laughs> yes. some of the. <laughs> so we've got some of the listening questions. We've got uh, a Patreon, and our patrons, uh, if they pay at a certain tier, they get priority guest questions. So we will pull Fantastic. one of those, um, and I'm trying to figure out which one. Uh, we'll do this one. So Tim plays bass, who is my the the aforementioned brother in the bands. Um, oh, cool. What's the most irritating habit one of your bandmates has when you are trapped together on the road or in a long studio session? Oh, wow. I haven't actually, I hadn't seen that question. That's, that's a nice one. <laughs> Get me that's, chucking. That's, a, that's a spicy one. Uh-huh. Get me Pulling chucking my bandmates under the bus. <laughs> you can um, say, no, I mean, they're all great. Hint, hint, wink, wink. For yeah. one, <laughs> for one, in in our band, the two like the fucking alpha and omega of being irritating is me and Alex. We we lead the band uh, as like like we're the fucking you know we're the business partners. We're the ones with our money all tied up in it, and we're the leaders of the band in that sense. But when it comes to just straight up being irritating, it, it goes to me and Al. But let's see, who's got some irritating qualities in the band? Our uh, our keyboard player Jess Parsons is like probably the most wonderful person I've ever met. She is so lovely to everyone, and she goes about it in a way that's not even like she's being a wanker about it. Like she's being just gen. She's genuinely kind and caring. Uh, like I, I've taken fucking you know you can take MDMA with her and it hot like it, it's she is the most like one of the nicest people I've ever met. And uh, and and that's that's it, you know that shit grinds that that's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like do, am I meant to be you know because I know I feel like an asshole and no. she she does her niceness in a way where I can't even really say I'm irritated by it right now because I'm not I'm just charmed by it mm. so that's a that's part. one 
That's I the best that I, there was, I love that there was no but in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just we'll, she's actually we'll not waiting for that moment. <laughs> she's not irritating in any way whatsoever. Uh, what other irritations do we have? I think that's the thing. It's like when you walk into a room and you're looking around like, oh, who's the douchebag? There's no douchebags here at this in this room. That means it's you. <laughs> mm. I mean. Uh, yeah. So this, and- me looking around my band and being like, who's the annoying one here? It's fucking me, dude. <laughs> annoying shit. <laughs> annoying shit I do in- includes, uh, <clears throat> what do I do? Uh, I mutter constantly. Um <laughs> Uh, irritations. Oh, I, uh, I I disappear sometimes. I go walk about. It's been a while, but I I, I go off track and have to be brought, no. have to be found while on tour. That's a tough one. <laughs> I know uh, a true nomad, so like, yeah, yeah, that plays into the yeah, like, yeah, that's fantastic. totally. Um. I'm I'm scratching my head. This is how much I love my band. I don't know if I can think of an irritating quality. That's uh, that's so cool. I mean, like, because you. No, wait a second. Alex, Alex's phone etiquette. He'll get on the phone to like his girlfriend, like within earshot of you. Right, right. And that for some reason, you know what I mean. <laughs> when you've been touring for seven years, it's like I, I don't want to hear one more conversation between you and someone you love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, giving that iPhone a peck on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're um, happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glad you're happy. I'm like so alone in the van, like staring at fucking Iowa cornfields for hours. Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah. join the club, buddy. <laughs> I, I don't need to hear how much you love your uh, your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you're responding to podcast requests on Discord. Like, where's my life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Precisely. I would like my superpower to be that, <laughs> I, <laughs> that I could, yeah, whatever. I've got yeah. little, that's another superpower, little flaps over your ears that you could close, like you're blinking your eyes. Oh, oh. my God. That's good, man. Oh. That's like so that's not fam. I'd get in that's so much trouble. man has been to the, the fucking desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, next question. Next so, question. We'll pull... I didn't quite stick the landing on that one, but it was a good question. That's all right. Uh, so we'll pull one from front of the pod, uh, Real Andy to Seal. Um, biggest musical inspirations? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I guess as a saxophonist, the kind of guy who was inspiring me early on was, I guess, like Bobby Keys. Okay. I thought it was so cool from the Rolling Stones. I just thought he was playing like a st- – it was a style of rock, you know, it was a style of horn that like – I mean, how do I put this? I'm probably more of a vibe player than like a, a technical maestro and, and Bobby Keys is like the best at that, mm. the best rock player that I can think of. Mm. Um, yeah. Like it's it's not t- it's all there were all parts that I could play myself, mm-hmm. despite not being not <laughs> being first chair. And- when you're trying to start <laughs> yourself, is super important. Which is exactly. why I think so many guitar players start because they hear Nirvana 
for example. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They don't start because they hear fucking Joe Satriani. They start because they, they hear something that they can do. Right. Let's be honest, if they start because they hear Joe Satriani and I guess the, you know, maybe Charlie Parker on the sax end, you know, they're either, yeah. g- either going to do it tastefully or not, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> err on the <throat> side of 85% of them don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where, yeah, I remember hearing Bobby Keys and instead, of, like you said, you know, I wasn't listening to like, um, you know, Jay McNeely or anything. I was listening to them, but I couldn't emulate it, and I could emulate what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So that was a big inspiration early on, Bobby Keys. Other than that, like, I don't know. Like I, we were talking about before, it was the year two thousand. Uh, early on, when I was a teenager, it was like all about fucking. This is, it shouldn't sound lame because at the time I thought it was so cool, but like Brian Jonestown Massacre, you know? Mm-hmm. It does Bands, cool. <laughs> Right? <laughs> they, they, they suck. They're cool. I, they're cool. I think but cool. I, looking, looking back, I can see that they were douchebags and I can see that a lot of it's like super derivative, but that was kind of the start. That was that turn when it was like all that's old is new again and it's good now and mm-hmm. these are people our age and they – I don't know. It was like a little pastiche counterculture, and, and I, I just at the time I thought it was so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> I loved I loved the mystique of them until I saw that dig documentary. I think you know I only watched that. I only watched that like a year ago, and it was just like, whoa, these people were douchebags. Yo, yeah. he, he he's like coked up, walking out of the van, like we're starting a fucking revolution, man. And you're yeah, like, whoa, yeah. okay. It's cringe, man. It's real yeah. cringe. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he looks like he's going to like marry you dressed as Elvis in Vegas while he's doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's and on top lot, of that, you know, as I en- I've now entered the industry, you know, and, and I, I, I do have access to like seeing what them and the Dandy Warhols are actually up to now. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. I've seen the, I've seen, there's no more mystery. That doc, the final chapter of that documentary's being written, you know. Um, yeah. uh, so wait, yeah, yeah but, no, but no they were a huge, they were they were an absolutely huge document, like a huge documentary that dig film, but also a huge inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I the I thought that they were so cool and just wanted to rock out like them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, obviously, it was just like you know Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TLDR, cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Cool I was shit. I was into cool shit when I was when I was fifteen. <laughs> now, now it's all about do a leaper for me. But <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Full full circle. Yeah. First 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 CD I ever bought for myself was Velvet Underground and Nico. Oh, and that's then, a cool first CD. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not trying to win points or anything. Uh, I was trying to. I mean, it's you've even like you've won that this little jousting match for sure. My first CD uh, wasn't. I think I my first CD might have been uh, Smash Mouth. Uh huh. Yeah. No shame there. No. No. Uh, yeah. no. I, I, I think it was maybe the. Uh, I don't think it was even the album that had. Oh, it wasn't the like, album with uh, All Star. I think I, I bought a, I bought the single with All Star and Walking on the Sun, maybe. Oh, Walking on the Sun was a good tune, though. Like I, I that liked, was. I liked Smash Mouth. I mean, early horn, early saxophone inspo. Mm-hmm. Walking on the Sun was it, man. 
That's a big part. I love that in many ways he's still there. Absolutely. I'm still sitting in. You're still sitting in South Carolina listening to Smash Mouth, and that is fun. Oh, man. I'm sitting in the back of a I'm sitting in the back of a Hyundai XL in Bondi Junction, just fucking vibing that ah, shit. Dude, yeah. I was riding the school bus, and I knew exactly when I needed to hold the CD player up in the air because it got real bouncy on the country uh, roads to keep the CD from. You skipping. didn't have bump control. Uh, I I did, but the roads were so fucking bad in certain spots. I lived so far out in the fucking country that uh, it didn't matter yeah. on that fucking school bus, man. That's yeah. Wow. Uh, last thing on this question, uh, fact I always bring out about Smash Mouth, uh, Trump's inauguration, Kiss turned them down, money uh, money grabbing fools Kiss turned them down, uh-huh. yep. uh, all these bands turned them down, only band that would accept the invitation, Smash Mouth. Yeah. Wow. And Smash Mouth is a huge fucking joke now. I, I mean, look, all of these bands would have taken... Fuck, you know what? If you're showing up and playing the presidential inauguration, go fuck yourself. I don't care who the president is, you know? <laughs> you like drone bombing? You like fucking... Yeah. I mean, or at least, you know, if, if like, yeah. If it's about a paycheck, I'll cop that. And by that logic, <laughs> smash out the free to do as they please. But, yeah. Oh I, Did you guys know that they got a new front man? Wait, did he die? No, he got throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, for, for the year of that's, 2022, that's they've got a new fucking front man. Who is it? Uh, Where was the reality show to decide this? Uh, <laughs> Zach Good. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Zach Good, okay. I'm, I'm on Smash Mouth website because that's what I fucking do. He's probably bad. Do it. Do it, Ginge. He's a. Did you just say Jeff Good is probably bad? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Low, uh, low, low hanging fruit, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, wait, wait. Enough yeah. smash mouth. Yeah. They, yeah they yo, 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 yo. This is. Yo, we're keeping this man from like eating more rice with his fingers, man. We need <laughs> yeah. to be. Keep... So... <laughs> hey, you're not keeping me from shit, all right? <laughs> uh, so we've got. Uh, I've got you're really cool... going to wish you didn't say that if you hear a single yeah. syllable of these dating questions. Or, or... <laughs> so I'm going to throw a throw one in here for you, coming from Re. Um, how sexy can that saxophone get? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I've got news for you, Ray. It's actually being played with max sexiness already. I can only get less sexy. <laughs> I can get more sad or emotional. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, if you, if you need if you need like to understand the energy of how sexy the sax is, uh, especially in accordance with Roy Malloy, uh when when handing him his uh, Nottingham marijuana, he gifted me with a shirt emblazoned with his own image. It's wearing only briefs. Is it the one from the merch shop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it gets any sexier than that, I don't want to fucking know. Dude. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, Drew. I'm a sexy boy. I can't help that. <laughs> We've seen it in the flesh. We've seen the merchandise. Mm, 
that's I may or may not have been uh, scrolling every version of the merchandise store, and I did see the uh, what what is the 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 pin uh, Roy Squad Roy Squad pin yeah that's for the realest of the real that one I, I, I every now and then like it happens about once every two years I run into someone in the wild wearing their Roy Squad pin oh and it's God. it is yeah, the it's like a it's like a high school reunion. Been. It is, yeah. We're actually restocking on them for the first time in a long time. New run of Roy Squad pins coming your way. You need way. to change the colour for, for those that were there, man. You need, like, a yeah. bit of purple, a dash of purple on there, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was thinking of changing the colour scheme. I was going to say, I like the, I do like the uh, the red and white with the black border. I do like that. Because it's it predates Trump. I will be clear. It that, that shit predates Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it it and it it looks it's recognizable as the thing. But I mm. mean, changing up the color scheme, I can fucking get behind that. I uh, may or may not be debating well, he, the, the ten dollars. <laughs> now, see, I I I I design all of our merch myself. I, I I'm the merch king. No shit. And the trick to that recog- the trick to that recognizable quality you're talking about. I'll give you the secret hint here. The font I used is Times New Roman. Bitch, <laughs> came to, yes. Games of post. Games of post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have that CMA hat that was gifted to also me. Also Times New Roman. Times New Roman all day. I, because yeah. uh, I've, been, I've been looking because I, you know, I buy, you know, merch. I get merch made. Like, it's part of the deal. Yeah. And so I may or may not have been looking at the merch shop because I may or may not have just, uh, Hired a homie to make me a merch design, and I am the worst match perv, dude. I mm. am so I'm like either the best or the worst client because I have no idea what the fuck I want. I just know I wanted to have this thing and this thing, and and I'm like, Dianu, figure it the fuck out. If I dig it, thumbs up. If not, sorry, I wasted your time. Like I'm the best or worst client ever. That's fantastic. I mean, I try and think about myself as a client and I, I'm somewhere in that world as well in the sense that I'll like, I'll send them exactly what I want, but it will arrive in like an extremely pixelated, uh, like, <laughs> you know, it'll be, you'll need to download like, uh, like paint.ms off the internet <laughs> to open it, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. I mean, oh that's how one of our pieces of merch not that exact same, but we had a one of our pieces of merch was had a very interesting run to now being in production. So, like, I'm You're gonna have to cop some of this merch. Linkedin.ee forward slash ginger talks. Anybody listening at home? I think so. LinkedIn. Linkedin.ee forward slash. Ginger Talks, I can't believe we're getting a, a live visit to the web store. This oh, is the best. Gin- this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> Ginger Talks. <laughs> oh, wait, I did two S's. It's uh, It's one of those things where, like, I've been, like, because I did our, our logo. I did a handful of the things that are on our merch. But Druid... Just, I'm out with my typical, like, the girl who designed a lot of my merch stuff. My, you know, we were out, 
we were at an arcade bar. We were drinking, having fun. And I get sent a picture of an, a lined, like, yellow legal notepad of this drawing. And it's fucking great. And I'm like, so how the fuck? Uh, and I looked at her. I was like, so Lila, uh, can we do this? And she goes, absolutely. If he sends me a better picture, I'll make it, you know, all digital for you. And we'll get it put on the merch. And it was great. It looks great. I fucking love it. It's. Am I looking at that right now? The the line drawing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginger Talks unisex pocket tee? Yep. Dude, that is hot. With the po- And it, it's just a logo on the pocket. Yeah. Dude, and that was oh, all, all this guy. I did everything else. And. Druid, I'm going to be in contact about designing our next line of merch. <laughs> you, what, what you're going to be. When did you see the fucking bootlegs I've done, man? Uh, <laughs> I'm really oh, excited. Oh, gosh. I love no, bootleg merch. No, I didn't merch. really. Didn't really. I, did, uh, I did a, a one of one for Mrs. Knowledge uh, because oh. of shipping. But, you know, that's between us. I've, I've got a bunch of uh, bootleg merch here in the flat. I swap, Whenever I see people wearing it, I swap them for the real stuff. Oh, nice. Um, I'll have to send you a pic one of these days. Yeah, please. You, you know what the the craziest thing was? Because I used to be a bit of a dab hand in merch design back in the day. I used to do it for several bands, do it for my own bands. Mm. And the coolest thing was I was in a like a really heavy metal band when I was seventeen, and Sick. we had some some like kind of notoriety within that scene. We used to do quite well, and I l- never kept any of the shirts, even though I designed them all, and then. Maybe two years ago during the pandemic, I came across uh, this shirt I designed on fucking Depop. And was oh, able to buy that shirt back. But you will love this, Roy. It was, was, that's fantastic. It was a fucking, it had this like super like metal font, but like 70s metal font on it with like a bunch of weed Same. leaves. And it used to glow in the fucking dark, man. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, that not just was the like, multicolor merge, but the glow in the dark stuff. It was A grade, absolutely A grade. The that's A grade shit. The dude who's designing my stuff for me, he designed a whole bunch of stuff that like my brother is is involved in, and the thing that fucking sold me was. One of my brother's bands just dropped uh, a new single. And uh, this artwork, I fucking love it for this single. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm I'm sold. Like, I talk to me prices. Like, talk to me what you're doing. Because he's done so much of their work. And I'm like, fuck this, man. Like... <laughs> I was super fucking stoked that he was just like, yeah, dude, I'll definitely do that for you. Let me, let me take a look, you know? And I'm like, I bet. And I was giddy for like 45 minutes yesterday. It's like, oh, I'm paying a designer, like someone who does this professionally to fucking do shit for me instead of me sitting on fucking Canva and changing the (laughs) color of free, you know, assets and shit. So I was, I mean, I, you, You've got me thinking about it now. I feel like I need to work with a some sort of Dude, prof- well, we'll I don't want to end. We'll get that collab going. We'll, we'll, I'll, I need a bit of Tom's new Roman. 
Do, you can have if a, anyone, you can have that line drawing. In if anyone asks, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them that we use like a huge merch design firm, like a big <laughs> company. I think it's super and cool though that you guys that you design it. Like, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. That is, that is cool. It's because I, for me, I, I, as someone who can't fucking do that shit, I love it. I also, not only do I design it, but I, I go to the next level that a lot of bands don't do, and I fucking wear the stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wear it around day after day. So many bands, you know, you don't see, I, I, I call him out because I've said it to his face, you don't see Kevin Morby wearing his merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like. If you're going to stock it, you got to rock it, man. Right. You can't like, find The Iron Maiden approach, I love that, by the way. Do you- uh-huh. I walked into the to my local Casey's wearing one of my own merch hoodies, and the chick behind the counter, she was just like, is that a crying smiley face? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, where did you get that? And I said, it's actually my own merch. I'm a streamer. She goes, no fucking way. And she was just like so into everything I had to say from that point. And she like That's followed so the channel, good. sent me a message, oh. and I was just like, <sighs> dude, it's it's a crying smiley face. That just my friend just like quick drew on her iPad and said, "Here you go," and Some- I was in fucking Southern California for work, and some dude recognized me at a teacher's convention by the sound of my voice. He had seen me on Twitch somewhere, like, knew of me. Like, I think we just kind of, like, knew each other. Like, the biggest fucking, like, oh, yeah, we've interacted, like, once or twice on various streams. And that was it. And I'm sitting there just talking to him, trying to sell him, you know, our fucking program. And he's like, you said you're a streamer? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, "What what do you stream? And I started kind of rambling, and I guess I slipped into, like, my streamer voice. And he goes, yeah, I've been to your stream. I knew I recognized you, and I was just like, what the fuck? Wow. What the what the fuck? I, no. <laughs> like, it was so fucking weird to me. And he's like, yeah, I have a woodworking stream. And I was like, uh-huh, because Good rated you. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't fucking, like, this is the weirdest fucking thing. And... So now when I go places where we have like podcast listeners or I know that I like know someone there through stream, it's like, am I going to run into somebody else who fucking knows me and knows who the fuck I am? (laughs) That's unreal. I mean, look, we, there's, there's a different thing when someone follows you for like, for your streaming because it means that they like, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I would, I would be all, I would always be glad to meet someone who I knew via streaming. Mm -hmm. That would be my pleasure but uh did, did you follow up did you watch this gentleman's woodworking streams uh-huh because i i was still followed him he doesn't go live very often but he did pop in pop live like last month or something and i was like hey dude uh it's ginge we met in in cali at, at the company i work for's booth and uh he's like yeah hey how's it going and, like, we didn't talk about work. We just talked about stream. And then I, like, was like, all right, man, I got to take off. But uh, have fun. And I made some joke about, like, playing with his wood. And then, like, I dipped. 
I'm glad that you got that joke in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It it was waiting for it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And God bless anyone that's a craftsman uh, Mm -hmm. on Twitch, because fucking hell. That's like uh, the Gen Z uh, equivalent of home improvement. And we're all just, we're just the, we're just that neighbor leering over the fence. Dude, I. Every now and then I get a sad sentence come into my head and I just, I think word for word, maybe I should have been more practical. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if it means I should have fucking gone to trade school. I don't know if it means I should have learned how to work on cars or what, but I just, I know for a fact that like, if shit goes down, I will not have the practical skills to deal with it. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Craftsman it's, on Twitter. It's fucking wild because like my boss, she's a she's a magician and she's never had to work in traditional like a nine to five, a like a sales job. She's never had to deal with that. And I'm you know I went to college for two years and fucking dropped out and like so all I've done is work like retail and sales and shit. But I have been around musicians and comedians and streamers and stuff. So, like, I get it. But she sent me a text. She goes, hey, I don't know if you're doing anything tomorrow morning because she knows I sleep till basically noon every day. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, so we're going to be filming at this place. If you want to drop by, you don't have to if you've got better things to do. And I'm like, run your company? Like, I'm, 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 I'm running the company. I mean, I'll come to yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come to the shoot, but don't be surprised if I like walk away and <laughs> take phone calls. <laughs> and she's just. I'm like, going to make them. your lunch break disappear, bitch. <laughs> but like, she doesn't get it. So when I'm like, yeah, I talked to this distributor about this and this, and I'm having a meeting with this person, she's like, you're you're doing all of that, and it's just like normal. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh. Like, she, she doesn't understand, like, a normal, like, nine-to-five type job. Or, like, she sort of understands being a teacher because of the nature of what I do for her. But, like, I don't think she could handle a nine-to-five job at all. See, that, I lo- people like that are great. And, and I, I have been, like, unlucky enough to have had a life before music, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't sort of turn 18 and like have my breakout song and fucking mm. spend the rest of my life on the dream come true miracle tour. Right. I was probably 27 or 20, 28 when I, when I quit my last job and mm. I would give anything to have those years back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I would not, I, I would trade that experience of nine to five life or fucking moving furniture or delivering pizza or whatever. I would trade those experiences for one dollar. <laughs> I'd give them away for free. I could yeah. I could have done without those experiences. So respect to you for good good luck to her. May the rest of her life be a fucking you know freelance dream. Yeah, it, yeah. She's yes. been real fuck lucky. Fuck work and normal jobs. Fuck yeah. retail and and fuck restaurant work and shit. <laughs> and I think she's she's learned a lot since hiring me on and. So, like, like, I was literally this morning, like, man, I get to fucking sleep in. Everybody I know is fucking in an office or on Zoom meetings or doing whatever. I only have to get out of bed because I want to. 
Like, yep. <laughs> like after this conversation, I can't wait to shed a single manly tear when I set the alarm <laughs> on my phone in the morning. By the way, all right, listen. I mean, like, and fucking uh, yeah, Roy's, gonna... Roy's up at like he's still up at seven a.m. eating general sows fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know my order, man? That's strange. <laughs> oh, 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 it's in the fan community. Oh, God. Was he a general or was he a colonel? I mean, like, well, fucking <laughs> Sanders versus So, man. You take, yeah. take your pick. Oh, fuck. I mean, no, you're right. It's Colonel Sanders and General mm-hmm. So, isn't it? It is. Yeah, General, general So, I'm going to guess <laughs> he was white and had a bottle of ketchup and chili flakes. <laughs> I mean, General So and Colonel Sanders, that, that's who I'm talking about when I say I respect the troops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Henry all right. Holland. So let's, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 just, and, and just to dovetail this one final time, my musical inspiration is Dave Gilmore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. This has all been an answer to that question. C- circling back around to the OG question here. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who who Dave Gilmore is. Is that uh, Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. Okay, there oh, we yeah. go. There we go. I got there. I knew. Was, I was. I basically just named a random British band. <laughs> uh, yeah. What like um, when you named the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, my, just my, you my, shut my, your mouth. God. <laughs> Oh my god! I watched an episode of that Sex Pistols show. Oh my oh god. god! Yeah, what the fuck was that? Garbage, man! I, if there's one thing that cracks me up, it's like British drama school toffs portraying. Uh, oh like, yeah, rugged, rugged London musicians. <laughs> well, we've yeah. got the attitude. No, we just need the songs. <laughs> did, uh, oh did you ever god. see that band called the uh, Tower Towers of London, who tried to like? Maybe in 2004, British band that tried to bring back punk single-handedly. Uh, Sex Pistols meets 80s glam uh, like cosplay, but they had the greatest reality show of all time where they did their absolute uh, best college try at, at seeming tough in those like kind of harsh, sleepy towns in Middle England. Where wow. uh, they're, they're literally there's a great scene, and I'm almost bequeathed to uh, send it to you privately, uh, privately, Roy. Please, they're, 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 I'm obsessed they're, with like. Oh my god, they're walking through this. Rock like, dogs are doing it for oh, me right now. Quiet seaside town. They're walking with their hair all poofed up, tight white skinny jeans. 2004. Little Ooh. wannabe gangster in a tracksuit starts following them, and they're like, "Oh, you what?" <laughs> <laughs> and they, they beat this like single like dope head down and they're like uh, that'll teach him and the guy couldn't even oh fucking God. walk so it, it's 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 like I've got to watch yo I will send it to you I mean I yeah, recently anyway. watched um what's it called uh Bros after the screaming stops oh my god oh that's my. a fucking classic rock doc if you ever craving I've not seen that but I would like to know, like Luke and Matt Goss. What's the uh-huh. you gotta you gotta watch it. It's worth a look. Oh, After the screaming stops, the story it's in my of CD changer already. Excellent. Wait, wait. We were on a we were on a, a loop there, and then we uh, we were yeah, going to yeah, do more questions. And we got distracted by uh-huh. all your fucking shit talk. Um, 
Where are we? So, I'm reading the questions now, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to pull one from ADHD Toaster. Uh, how many saxophones cool. do you own? And is there a particular one that you love to play? Comma in private. I don't know uh, quite where he's headed with that one. Toasty, I love you, but <laughs> holy fuck, my guy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I actually, I just own the one sax. I'm a one sax guy. Um, oh. I would love to be a two sax guy. I, I really would. I'd love to have a tenor and an alto, and I'd love to have a whole selection of weapons to choose from. But uh, I got a, I got this. Uh, my my life has to be fit into a suitcase, and uh, and I'm also one of indie rock's biggest tight asses as well. I really like to save money, so oh. so I've got one saxophone that I use for everything. It's a P. Moriat, uh, uh, what is it, the '76 series? Really, a pretty a pretty. It's the cheapest high end saxophone. It's like a Taiwanese knockoff of a of a, a Honer or something like that. A beautiful, rich, dark sound uh, made from uh, lasers in Taiwan, I guess. That's my sax. That's my one sax. Uh, In private, the sax that I would play, I really desperately miss the sax that I grew up with. Uh, I had a beautiful Yamaha Yaz 24 student sax. um, And it got stolen from me in Holland. And I wish I had it back. I never fully forgave the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I never forgave the Dutch after trying to go to lunch in Amsterdam and realizing that it's French fry, like French fries and cheese toasties, man. That, that's all you got in Holland. They don't have much to eat there. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear you got your like Taiwanese dream sorted out, and you're a one sax man, a monogamous player. It, I mean, that's the thing. It takes a long time to to uh, acclimatize to a horn. If yeah. you're, you know, I'm a bit of a janky, uh, a bit of a janky sax player. So I, I, I like to really get used to a horn. The more I play it, the better it feels. Mm. I mean, he says that no one navigates those reeds better, or no one has since Moses himself laying a basket. Thank you. Went down. I appreciate that. Well, you do what I you really. Do. Mm. I really try and manipulate that motherfucker. I do. Um, I was trying. I was trying so hard to remember the name. Uh, what, what went the Third Anglo-Dutch War? That went down. That was where they sailed the ships up to Kent, right? Uh, wow. Um, I was trying to. Des- I was trying to think of a time that the English and the Dutch have been at war. I feel like it might have been the 1600s, though. Uh, <laughs> so. During Oliver Cromwell's reign, during the Reformation, uh, we beat we beat the Dutch at sea in 1653. Okay, okay. Smash the Scots at Worcester, beat the Dutch at sea. Uh, although I'm uh, a, I'm I'm technically on your way Scot. then. I'm technically a, well, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, really well, going to say on, in, on the way then, Van, whatever the fuck your name is, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just yeah. careless whisper, like in the background. Yeah. As he yeah. Saunters okay. Off well, back to the tulips. We we can cut that part about the Dutch, uh, the Anglo-Dutch wars. <laughs> but I can't remember. That's cool that you had that information at hand. That was Cromwell, fifty-three. Oh, interesting. 
really good for like remembering history exams when you can say in a rhyme that they beat the Dutch at sea in 1653. That yeah, that that helps everything. And shortly thereafter, dissolve the rump parliament. <laughs> See, go. it's out of the rhyming scheme. I'm forget, forget it. Ah, oh, well, it's gone. I'll just think of Bootsy Collins and like let it go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. right. While you guys have been <laughs> having that conversation, I'm not going to lie. I looked up uh, the sousaphone that I played, and holy fuck! Uh, now I understand why my band director was really upset when I dropped mine freshman year. Oh no! Uh, what was it like a three thousand dollar item? Ten G's. Oh. What? Yeah. My shoulder gave when I was taking my horn off, and I dropped my horn and put a big crease in the bell. And uh, we Look. bent it back, and it wasn't a big deal. I, I marched that horn four fucking years, though. That was my bitch. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Dropping that, it's like a white... Are you bound to do it eventually, aren't you? Right. And I'm a freshman in high school carrying, an, what, like an 80-pound horn for the first time at band gonna, camp? Like... <laughs> That was going to be my next question. Wasn't the horn bigger than you? Or? Oh, I'm, remember, I'm like five foot ten inches tall. I was tall in my fucking high school. Like, I was the tall girl for a long time. In Respect. Fact, uh, in the channel above this recording channel, I'm going to drop a photo just for you. Uh, yes, please. Of me, my senior year of high school. I love I love how how much of this has like devolved into you two discussing horn instruments. By the way, Listen. horn talk is the best. Horn, and if you want to talk, you know, horn corner, man. If you want to talk, if you want to talk bells, <laughs> ninja, I'm down. Okay, bell size. The, the one of the best things about the Moriart 70, uh, 76 series is the size of the bell. It's got a beastly, it's got a good half inch on other sax bells. Oh, God. It's a big bell. And you can you can generate a pretty deep or varied sound out of it. Mm. <laughs> this... Two things. I, I can guarantee that the person that asked this question is getting way more than they bargained for on this. It was Toast. Right. You think <laughs> Toast act, like toast is going to love this shit. <laughs> Uh, second, when you drop the sousaphone, do you just end up having to like walk around uh, the football field blowing a cardboard cut out of C-3PO? Uh, <laughs> thank fuck no. Um, no, I, I wasn't actually allowed to carry it for two days until my shoulder was better, but we were marching for four or five hours every day. When we went to band camp, you went away to a camp, and you woke up, and you wow. were memorizing music in at you know like at breakfast you practiced your sheet music and then you went to the fucking field you came back for lunch you went to the field you had night practice and then some activity oh man man i can't wait for leo fucking leo remini like having to speak out (laughs) (laughs) i mean leo remini i i I mean i need to do fucking band camp i need to do that shit take a whole band on band camp so the picture that I just put in there is my senior year. That's 2009. Uh, okay. That is 17-year-old Ginger Snaps at band camp. So that's, that's, in, that's in the resources folder. Uh-huh. Just above. 
Oh my god! Standing <laughs> proud. Love that, by the way. Mm-hmm. That was uh, oh killer. Uh huh. Oh, uh, that's such a good vibe. Such a good look. Dude, the face. The bandana on. Oh, dude, because it was it. <laughs> yes. So right now in in Iowa where I'm at, it's about 95 degrees or th- upwards of 36 Celsius, and. This is in wow. the middle of this country, like this band camp. It was easily this hot or hotter. And so the bandana was Crikey. the only way that I could keep sweat from getting in my eyes. Oh, shit. And from fogging my glasses. And that's, you don't have to explain yourself to me why you're wearing a badass bandana and looking awesome, but that's a good, that's a fair <laughs> explanation. Like, all it's missing is like a stick on. Like handlebar mustache, right? And and you know those at home uh, that can't see this because this is like purely audio format. But um, we were like discussing kind of the social identity of Des Moines earlier, and I feel that with the pickup in the background, and the foliage <laughs> and everything, that this really—if you could see this—this this really illustrates that that cultural. Uh, hot, That's hot. hilarious. That is Des Moines in one picture. The, fabulous. <laughs> the thing that I love is I'm wearing a tank top underneath a t-shirt, and the t-shirt is from a local band that had angel wings on the back, and that t-shirt is still in my fucking closet. I don't think I've gotten rid of it. And This I, is fantastic. Like, <laughs> there's so much fucking... <laughs> and- I still have that I bandana, it. I think. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> if, if you really squint, you can see uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey <laughs> trying to find out who exactly the uh, Yellow King is. Dude, it, coming from that <laughs> building in the background. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, no. I dropped out. I dropped out. Oh. But I'm back. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I was just literally saying it looks like True Detective, basically. <laughs> this, um, uh, I mean... You know, it was I a, was going to say, like, it, it kind of looks like the guy you described earlier, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Looks Absolutely. like you're a hated Midwest man. Yeah. Dude, and uh, this was at a Christian camp that we got to use for one week during the summer. I only found out that it was, like, a big, like, Christian camp when I went back for alumni night. So I went and, you know, watched the the next generation of band kids. I was seeing my friend and I went to go smoke a cigarette by the bathrooms because there were picnic tables. And one of the, the band dads walked by and he goes, Hey, just so you know, this is a Christian camp. You can't smoke here. You're supposed to go take it up to the road. I'm not going to say shit. But just no. And so, like, I put out my cigarette, and I'm like, that's fucking bullshit, man. And then- yeah, what did God... I mean, were cigarettes even invented when Jesus was around? <laughs> I mean, he was on pure, like, fucking hashish. Yeah. I tell you what wasn't fucking invented when Jesus was around. America. Oh, band camp. Mm. <laughs> he had no idea about that shit. Mm-mm, man. And so we're leaving, and I see a fucking collection of parents at the junction of the street and the drive back to the camp. And there's just like a circle of parents all just fucking smoking <laughs> cigarettes, all pissed mm. off. Fiendishly smoking. Yes. Uh, that's so funny. I mean, normally it's the kids sneaking out of their house to smoke in the, 
in the alley and <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Pilfering the pilfering the communion wine. Yeah. That's being an American baby. Just always sneaking out to do some shit. Um, that's, that's called freedom, motherfucker. Freedom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh fuck. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, I just saw a question that I like. Okay. Um uh where, where, where is it? I've lost it now. If you could hit Jacob Reese Mogg in the face for ten minutes straight, but could only use one object, what object would you choose? Uh, I, I don't even need to think about this. I know I'd use a can of beans, and then when I was finished, I'd open the beans and eat them. This was from Tim <laughs> Druid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> keeping it. Who, in- who is Jacob Reese Mogg, by the way? Who is that? He he's a uh, British politician. Okay. So I can only assume. He sounds that, like it. He's got yeah. a name like that. He sounds like he's got the hyphen in his name oh, and everything. He's. Oh, he's his names are just fucked up sounds. <laughs> he, he's, he's so unbelievably upper class that it like hurts you every time. That's, yeah. Anyone with a hyphenated name yeah, can go fuck actually, themselves. Yeah, Ouch. Yeah, fuck Ouch. Uh, Wait, are until, you a hyphen? Until my divorce is finalized, I am a hyphen. Yeah, I mean yeah. you've cho- you've chosen that life as well. You hyphenated by choice. Uh, yeah, well, she didn't want to take my full like she didn't want to get rid of her last name, oh, and I didn't want to get I rid didn't of even mine. Do the math. Mm-hmm. So we it was a gay marriage. Yes. <laughs> what? I am I am a, a female who was married to another female. What? Right. So she didn't want to get rid of her last name all the way, and I didn't want to get rid of mine. So. We just hyphenated and took the other's last name as a hyphen. Our divorce isn't finalized ah. yet, so I'm still legally hyphenated. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's fucking rough. You've been boxed in pretty tight there. When I got married, I didn't even take my missus' name, and I didn't ask it. We just kept our same names. And see, that's mm. so unheard of here. It's so fucking unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a fun – I'm not from America, but I lived here now for five or six years. I'll tell you a funny life hack if you want. I'm yeah. going to save you some money here. Mm-hmm. If you start filing documents with a name in the US, any name, and you do it enough, it will eventually supplant your real name. Yeah. Because then what are they going to go look up your fucking birth certificate? They don't have it. Do They, they so- haven't got any of the – there's not like some filing cabinet with your shit in it. They don't have it. My, it's up to you. My background check. I just can't check, be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> my, my fucking background check lists three names. It lists yeah. the name that my mother gave me when I was born, my married mm-hmm. name, and then there's a version which I have never used ever, which is my first name with my ex-wife's last name. And that has Ooh. never been on any document ever. But somebody somewhere did it. And I don't fucking know where. But it's also fantastic because when I apply to move into an apartment and they do a background check, like six addresses just don't show up. That's awesome. Because I give them the one name and they're like, oh, do you have any other aliases? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like my hyphenated last name for my marriage. I'm like, all right, whatever. And they don't fucking check. Wow. So I always leave the alias thing blank when I'm in in the States. Mm. Always. I mean. They can figure it out themselves. That's not. I'm not going to do their job for them. That's the idea of an alias, right? I mean, yeah, it's not an alias at that point. It's yeah, not. I was going to say it's just another name that now the government knows about. 
I'm more secretive that's a, that's... of my stream name versus my government name than I am any <laughs> of my other fucking aliases. Like <laughs> interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Posting What's... publicly about getting my my coffee affiliate ship was the first time in like six or seven months that I put publicly on like my Facebook that has like, you know, kids from high school and like the drag queens that I became really good friends with. And then like the people I knew when I lived in New York, like all of this different amalgamation of fucking people. That's the first time in like six or seven months that I put my uh, screen name for stuff in front of them because it's in the fucking affiliate link. That's interesting. You don't want people to see you doing your shit? Dude, it's one of those things where – so, like, I got doxxed, like, a year ago at this point. Okay. and Sorry. That sounds horrible. It was fucking awful because it was targeting my older sister who has two sons. Like, they started trying to, like, pull that information. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You fuck with them kids. It's over. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget it. So I just, I like threw that shit in reverse, did a 180, and I'm like, nope, we don't talk about, like, I don't mention. My older brother is the only one who I'm like super comfortable being. I'm like, yes, this is my older brother, Tim. Like, yeah. I'm because he, he gets it. But like, I mean, I, I'm an older brother myself, and I don't think anyone cares if. Like they come, someone comes to my house. No one gives a fuck about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, it was one of those things where it's like, nah, man, I keep that shit separate. And also because my mom doesn't need uh, to see me on the internet playing Dead by Daylight, going, oh my god, I found a boner. Like she doesn't fucking need oh. to see that. Like, it, it's it's cool. I mean, I that's the thing. I, I've given up on that. Mm-hmm. With uh, like if. It's all out there for me. Um, mm. And it's like. <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. It's a good. You've gone past back. that. You, you can't have that, like, anonymous bent to what you're doing anymore. No, no. It's, it's totally over. And, and, and I'm not even, like, famous for the mm. thing, you know. I, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, so I, I don't get the, the perks of fame, but. I think if if yeah, I guess you're right. If someone wanted to dox me, they could definitely come to my house and just like knock on the door and kick my ass or something. But like, it's sort of like, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And what are they going to do with that? Really? Like, my full names come out there a few times on the pod, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it's funny. Probably when we met, you were like, uh, "What's your real name?" And I was like, "Mike." And you were like, uh, "I'm going to call you Druid." <laughs> yeah, it's like, like we just gone to the fucking Nebuchadnezzar together. Like, well, you that's know. that's exactly. And I, I mean, look, when what I would really prefer everyone in the world did, just from how my life is set up, I'd prefer if everyone had their profile picture of their fucking face or likeness, and their username is the name that I will call them. I'm right. not gonna. I, mm. I will never call you Mike Druid in your whole life. I was actually just now reminded that your name is Mike. To me, you are Druid. Right. Well, it's and, everybody listening, I'm Druid. Yeah. And there are so many people from my stream community. I was ingenious when I made my, my screen name because 
so many people call me ginger and gingy that I was, I had gotten hurt at work. So I had to work from home. And so I was on like fucking Microsoft teams calls all day and Mm -hmm. people were calling me by my government name. And I wasn't responding because I was so used to being called ginger and gin wow. so that like i just didn't fucking respond and i was like oh my god it's so funny it's it's fucking wild and so but picking a name that can be shortened to a female's name people who i know in real life who i met through stream like they live actually near me they're like i can't call you amanda i have like you are forever ginger to me mhm that's interesting. It was the most ingenious I, fucking thing I could have done. <laughs> very. In- I mean, for me, the most of the, the most ingenious shit you do happens by accident, like that yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I and I do want to circle back and say, like, I'm acting all braggadocious, like, oh, fine, come to my house and kick my ass, you freaks. But the the reality is, it's, I'm sure it's much more scary for uh, you know a, a lady and and someone who's mm. you know yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like a worthless pirate or whatever you know well, and, can, uh, no no uh no dutch listeners coming over to steal <laughs> steal the horn again right right honestly if any dutch listeners want to come to my house they can they can come and they want to take my horn they can fuck i'm sorry i'm getting excited here i'm pacing around <laughs> <laughs> the jock comes out well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so point Dexter, get over here right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, beat your yeah. fucking ass. <laughs> Private pile. What have I said about falling out of line? That's pretty good, Druid. God damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a thousand voices in here. Like, I've been very restrained in that respect, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the corridors of your mind. Um, <laughs> Not again. <laughs> you're charged by the fucking hour or what uh-huh, uh-huh. we're rapping on the door of a pretty high toll <laughs> enough another question I'm uh, going to go to the question thing now worst nightmare you've ever had from Andrew mm. oh my goodness uh-huh. oh, popping right in the talking about I, I like know, charging by the fucking hour <laughs> I know I, I've got I've got a new nightmare that I haven't had yet but I thought about it before uh, I'm up on stage, I'm blowing my sacks, everyone has gone wild, but my cheeks have split and there's oh. air escaping from them. Like what you said before, Ginger, that one really stuck in my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a balloon being deflated. Yeah. Mm. I'd compare playing big rock shows to the feeling of being inflated like a balloon and then deflated and then inflated again. Yeah. Yeah, God that's damn. called load. That's called loading out. Mm. <laughs> the end of the night. Get, get get that drum kit down. I, I was actually I really impressed at uh, how little you had to do in that in that scenario. Me and uh, me and Henry and Juice just go at it. We do it. We 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 go at it like a fucking. We take it by surprise. We ambush the loadout and get it done in ten minutes. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. God, that um, sounds amazing. I've got Heavy a, lifting uh, and fucking people staring at you. No, so uh, the the bar that I started doing stand-up at is also, I mean, they still do music all the time. And, watch it, and watching my brother and stuff do loadout and load in, just, I know how fucking insane that shit can get. And 
God, a quick loadout, just getting it done and over with. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a magical feeling. That's the jock coming out of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Four minutes well, I know when I'm in... Better than when I'm when I'm in Ohio, I'm gonna come touch you on the shoulder. You'll be doing loadout with us. Oh, You'll be one of the yeah. Lobos, Ginger. One <laughs> of the loadout boys. Let's fucking do it, man. I yeah. can't wait to we, see we, her like bring out that bass drum in between those like fucking like thighs with the heels on, just <laughs> jumping uh, out yeah. like it's a fucking space ball, like it's a medicine yeah. ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fantastic. When when uh, a killer's confession and Gemini syndrome were in town. Um, the singer of Killer's Confession is Waylon Reeves of Mushroomhead fame. And oh, wow. I, I went to the show and hung out with Waylon and, and all the AKC boys and uh, Waylon's wife. And they were like, they loaded out fucking quick. They were just like fucking, they closed some cabinets and then they just lifted shit up and just rolled it and it was gone. And I was helping Julie with merch. And I just start like slinging tubs and she's like, man, I hate that you have a job because I'd hire you just to carry our merch. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> no. fantastic. I mean, I, I don't want to like rip the, the fedora off of the mannequin, but we're still in the stage of our rock career where, yeah, all of the loading merch instruments mm-hmm. comes down to me and me and our drummer yeah. and our, our guitar player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it, it's coming into a van. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be that so fucking... cool if we were like, if it was like almost famous vibes on the bus with the roadies. But it's, dude, I the couldn't... modern music game's a bit different than that. I make a fine living, but yeah. there is heavy lifting involved. <laughs> I have mm. the only band I have ever seen at that venue that didn't do their own load in and load out was the fucking red jumpsuit apparatus. I mean, wow. Wow, well, obviously. And instead, I watched them being fuckboys back by their van while my old roommate and I shotgunned white claws on the back patio of the venue. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, like they're, a- they're hitting up girls in the smoking area outside <laughs> yeah. and they're going like, hey, uh, we used to uh, we used to be everybody's MySpace profile song. And then the girls are like, <laughs> what's MySpace? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what the absolutely. fuck is that? You old rube. Right. That's, that's fantastic. I wish I didn't remember MySpace, but oh. I, I do. Dude. Well, I'm not. I'm, okay. I did very well. So. My nightmare, my nightmare. I, I actually remember my first nightmare of all time because I had a. Oh, this a is very interesting. Sh- I had a very strange. I, I remember the first time I ever dreamt, which is a crazy wow. start because I, I was born very sick and I it was like. Very acute, like sleep apnea. I, I actually almost died from it. And at the age wow. of four, uh, you could see my ribs. Um, I had that like starvation pot belly, even though I ate. I just never slept. And yeah, then, uh, I had I had this operation, and I I come home. I'd been put under. It was absolutely crazy. My I could feel like I've just been to Woodstock when I get back. And like well, you know. Romanticizing the uh, recollection, uh, no doubt. <laughs> uh, I come back and my grandmother had bought me a, a a small replica of the Batcave, which was absolutely fantastic. That's time for the first time. I entered REM sleep, and I dreamt of, and this is the first dream you could say I ever had, because it was my first deep sleep, like proper. And I dreamt I was in my 
uh, lounge living area, and then all of a sudden, from the fireplace, a load of monkeys started like doing forward rolls out from underneath. Oh gosh! Damn. And started like fucking up the house, and like killed my dad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to the corridors of your mind. I mean, yeah. far out. Yeah, yeah. That's like a classic. That's a. That's like. That's an incredible first dream. That's what does it symbolise? Or, or was your brain just going loopy? Well, it symbolises... I actually um, I actually had a small blemish on my right cheek and then also my my friend like Davo was in prison for uh, holding <laughs> that uh, stop. So that's yeah. like... Okay. <laughs> it's only natural. It's all... I then wore a Band-Aid on my right cheek. Okay, got it, got it. I'm glad we got the story behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, it saves um, everyone googling it. My first, uh, my first, like nightmare that I remember. Uh, I've never told anyone about this, um, except I wrote it in an email once to a girl I was emailing with. The <laughs> this that the dream like is the, just as good a story, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's not entertaining like yours. Like, I'm trying to follow up a seriously entertaining and, like, you know, w- well-told first dream. But, yeah, basically, the dream is I-, I had been to – I'd been with my parents to the world's longest pier in uh, in far northern Australia, uh, and it was a really long wooden pier extending uh, a long way out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we walked along it. Uh, it was me – my sister and my little sister who had just been, who was like a, a year old. She was in toddler age, like one and a half. She was just starting to walk. And, uh, and she was a sickly kid. I remember she was not probably different sickness to you, but she was, she got sick and had to go to hospital and shit. Anyway, we're walking along in the dream, uh, me and the family and my youngest sister who we called boo was walking out ahead of us. And I, and I went off to the side of the pier and I looked down and the water was dark with sharks. Like there were, there were black, huge black shadows of sharks swimming underneath the legs of the pier. And then I looked up and my, my little sister Bowie uh, just toddles off the edge of the pier and falls into the water. And the family sort of stands there shocked. And then I wake up. Oh, my God. Jeez. By That's- the way, how dare you uh, say that that? <laughs> that like yeah. paled in comparison. I, I like I'm arrowed. I'm, I'm glad I arrowed. That's, I that's arrowed so you. real. It, it was a very real dream. It was. Mm, also, little. love the way that you did a slight chuckle uh, when you told us how like far out <laughs> to see the pier. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, look, it's also I, a beautiful I, memory. This pier, I'm telling you, I can't remember the name of it, but it went out to fucking like. Out to sea. It was windy out there. It must have been 500 meters out to sea. It was that, that appreciation of the engineering of it. Like you had your hands on your hips and going, "Yeah, that's a damn fine bit of engineering." I was just a boy. I was only seven years old. Engineering for me was, uh, you know, stuffing lemons in a drain and watching the watching the stormwater back up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, black with sharks, man. It was, I, I remember it clear as day. It's, I woke up and I was just, I had the sinkingest feeling in my stomach. Um, okay, nightmare talk. That was pretty good. Um, 
What's the final question here? Sorry to steer that. I like questions I, is all. I, 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 can, uh, I can shoot us one of the dating advice questions if you like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually I put 70s porno music on before this segment. Uh, but I'll, I'll oh, wait walk. a second. I've just spotted another user question that I can bang out quick. Uh, okay. Better, better sax part, Baker Street or Careless Whisper? In my opinion, it's Baker Street. Uh, absolutely. Uh, coupled yeah. with that guitar solo, Magic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jerry Rafferty, man. He could play that fucking thing, couldn't he? Yeah. And famously friends with comedian Billy Connolly. And I don't know if you guys have Oh, oh yeah. I'm Connolly. I'm Team Connolly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great comedian. Has a great story about prank calling people with uh, Jerry Rafferty. Uh, oh, that's I'll, cool. Uh, which I, I won't tell now because we're... <laughs> We're really getting like close to the wire. So I've okay. got all right. I've got two questions here. We can choose one, or bang out both. It's up to you. Uh, let's bang them both out. I, I think it'll increase my chances uh, of giving a thoughtful answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Like, well, let's see what you're working with here first. And, um, and I want to before we ask the questions. I want to say, like, uh, by way of a disclaimer, I am like months from an incredible heartbreak and watching the relationship in my life go down the toilet. So the advice that I give in response to these questions, I'm not trying to be a bummer. The, re- the response I give to these questions uh, is let, let's rather than advice, let's call it dating discourse. You know, this is, mm. <laughs> this is, all conversa- yeah, yeah. This is conversational um, you know, rather than I'm, advisory. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to drop a disclaimer to you here. The reason that I uh, stepped up and asked you to do this was because I saw your tweet and I thought, you know, this could be good. Couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, couple of hours. Did I? I did. I did a deleted tweet, didn't I? Where I called my marriage a sham. You did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, clever deletion. Yeah. Thanks. It was. Uh, you well, know. We're, you know. I, I was in the wanna, trenches that day. I just want to say, uh, on behalf of the Ginger Talks podcast family, that uh, we we stand with you in this time. Thank you. And and if anyone wants to support Roy, uh, they can support it by way of following the link, linktr.ee forward slash ginger talks. <laughs> and buying some merch. <laughs> um, all I'd pay. really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, help the dude feel warm and night. All right. Thank, like, uh, well, and remember, these are asked uh, anonymously. So we can take okay. these with a pinch of salt or we can choose to believe they're real. I'm not sure where I stand yet. <laughs> Got um, so here we go. Very attracted to my college librarian. He's a lot older than me and a huge nerd. I'm in first year and not wanting anything serious. Would a fling with him ruin my study time in subsequent years? <laughs> um, I'm going to say just off the top of my head and like based on, you know, uh, whatever, I would say that. 100% that librarian will get weird about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% without it, like, you, or, you know, it's most likely that that librarian, once you, you know, once you show him that first year ass, like, he's not going to easily move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very level-headed. And only go for it, like, if you enjoy, uh, a, like, a, a taste of missionary at 80 BPM. <laughs> um, whilst also being told to shush. 
Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you like some nice, quiet. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's a freak, though. Tell, tell, all right, tell our listener that you, you, you know, as you get a little older, you get better at reading who a sex person is. Mm-hmm. And I did the quotation marks with my fingers again there. Some people are sex people, and you can easily put out to them, and they won't freak out because they just go have sex with someone else. Right. You know, maybe it's one of those secretly freaky librarians who's down the sex club every other weekend, you know, so he won't. Mm. Won't take it so so bad. Most likely, he's just a guy working in a college, and you're gonna like break him up with his girlfriend by accident and ruin his life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good answer. Yeah. Um, don't put your body. How, how did I go, Ginge? Was that okay? Dating advice? Uh, yeah, I mean, so here's here's my thought on it. Is uh, you know. Are you really tied to studying at the library? Do you think you're ever going to have to spend time there? Is it a big, like, college university? Is there another library you can go to? Or This is the practical advice I was looking for. This is good. Like, is this... Nah, man, I got to use the computer lab every week because I'm in a fucking, you know, course that makes me sit and take, take fucking tests in the computer lab in the library. Like... If he's going to, like, make some weird just kind of like, <laughs> how's it going? Like, fuck, no, stop it. Yeah, yeah, fuck the follow-up. Forget about the follow-up. That's what we're trying to avoid here. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. go, there's, I'm sure there's someone who will be happy to dick you down. But yeah. take it from me, I'm not yeah. going to talk like I have experience in this specific uh, thing, but... As someone who kind of understands, don't get dicked down by someone older than you who's going to make it weird when you're in public together. Just just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And it, also, if, it. You're, if you're like an NFT uh, cryptocurrency Gen Z um, like graph watcher, then at least do this with someone that's going to like fucking give you like some good grades. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this guy's like, this is not a power move. Yeah. Uh, imagine that pillow talk where you're talking about the Dewey system. Yeah, yeah. Do, if the, he, the decimal ones, right? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this, and it's going to make someone who listens to this podcast feel real weird and uh, sorry, but uh, if he's going to walk up behind you and say, hey, I just took a Viagra, it's going to be a long night, don't do it. <laughs> don't, just trust me, don't do it. Uh, okay, here we go. Ad- advice counterpoint. Is this like, like, there's a chance that this librarian's like 25, right? I mean, or like, fair. If this is a yeah. first year college person. Ruin your life. Maybe you'll get that slightly older dick and you won't be able to fucking get enough of it. So I lost mm. you guys there and for half a second. Can you repeat another that? Another good reason to constantly... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry I, I, what I was saying, that's okay. <laughs> what I was saying was that, like, that maybe this older librarian is actually like a 27 year old librarian and he's going to hit that ass just right. Well, sorry, they're going to hit that ass just right. And you'll never, uh, you know, you'll be the one never recovering from it. You'll be chasing that mm. librarian dream for the rest of your life. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so many of us often fall into that folly. I, I <laughs> well-organized uh, individuals no. out there, uh, yeah, just spreading knowledge. 
Yeah, meti- they're meticulously working over your puss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And um. and here's the thing. The older you get, the the more uh, normal it's going to be to see a little bit of an age gap between folks. Mm-hmm. So remember, if you're what? 18, no, just hear me out. There's, there's a train of thought that led me to this. 18, 19 year olds think, oh my God, I can only date someone who's like 20 or else it's going to be fucking weird. You get to be 30 years old like me. And I'm like, I mean, all right, cool. I can feasibly date someone a few years younger than me. But I went on a date with a dude, didn't even fucking realize he was 36. Fucking, you know, his, his life was in a slightly different place, which is fine. But I had a nice time. He was well-meaning, fucking paid for dinner, you know, was real nice, gave me his number. We chatted for a little bit. And then I was the one that ghosted him because I didn't know what the fuck else to do. Thing is, don't limit your fucking sphere or you're going to be an old crotchety bitch and you ain't going to – you're going to go, man, I should (laughs) have fucked this guy. (laughs) Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Just think, yeah. think before you fuck, man. Just a yeah, little. His, his idea of foreplay is like helping put together like a replica of a ship in a boat. You need to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it right. was yeah, a weird uh, tangent. But all right. uh, next question, guys. <laughs> yeah, a final bit of that. Good question guys. from that listener, though, and, and congratulations Yo. for uh, getting into college. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to graduate with honors. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a the critical thinking me. shortage in the United States. You know, you you're turning the tide. Yeah, I'm so glad these are anonymous because they would not be as good. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh God! All right. <laughs> That's. Uh, I love oh, when he oh, says that because I know oh, it's going to be weird. No. Yeah, yeah. Any. <laughs> Any dudes on the pod got tips for jacking off when sleeping in bunks? <laughs> Going away oh. for a minute, but need me time? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I gotcha. I, 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 <laughs> yes, I love that readiness. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I not only have spent a lot of time in a bunk bed, but um, the I, I, I spend most of my... <sighs> how do I segue into this? I, I went back home years ago and I, I spoke to uh, uh, a friend of my uncle's who had been a traveling uh, businessman for years and years. He would travel between Hong Kong and somewhere else shady and back to Australia and do his business. And he asked me how touring was. I said, it's great, blah, blah, blah. We're talking, talking. And he asks, like, what kind of digs we're staying in, like what's our, what our setup is. And I said, you know, it's pretty chill. I normally just bunk up with, uh, like, our bass player or our drummer. Um, and we share, you know, we split a room and, and that's how we stay in a hotel. And he was aghast. He said, what? You're 30 something years old and you, you know, you don't have your own room on the road. So yeah, full disclosure, we, we share hotel rooms every night. Uh, and we're like maybe a couple of years, me and Alex, since we last, you know, for a long time in our career, we shared beds and, um, that's not the end of the world in terms of jacking off. Uh, with someone else in the room, it's a communication thing. Mm. Use your words. You know, they're eventually going to have to go for a walk, you know, for a strollio mm. or something mm-hmm. like that. You just need to communicate with them and say, hey, how long are you going to be gone for? And they'll be like, what do you care? 
And then you simply say, because I'm thinking about jacking off. And then they, oh, you know. That's beautiful. So that, so that buys you the window. Practically, in terms of like masturbating in a small space. So <laughs> uh, glad <laughs> Don't, all right, don't. Okay, if you're masturbating in a small space, like uh, on a f- overnight ferry or like whatever, you, it, as long as you can lie down, you're fine. Because then you simply, I can't believe I'm going to say this on a fucking podcast. You simply <laughs> ejaculate onto your own chest <laughs> and use your socks to, or oh underpants to wipe, to wipe it away straight in the travel bag and off you go. There, there's, there's your technique. Onto the chest. <laughs> It's got an element of intimacy to it as well. You know, love yourself first. There you go. Uh, there you go. The vapor rub. If you've got a cold, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. you, you can maybe clear up the uh, clear up the engine yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, in more ways than one. Uh, yeah, so there's I'll the technique communi- from a from an expert. It's a two pronged attack. I love that communication. Uh, the that like the idea that you are able to tell these guys that your dick feels like a full bottle of vinegar. Yeah. And he can run I got the ants in my pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, yo, Shaking Stevens is uh, uh-huh. the opening out for the evening. Yep. It don't matter. Uh, not really much experience in this field, uh, I'm going to say. Only child here. Uh, I, I've got probably, more experience than I would like to have. Only child here probably comes out quite a lot in my... Uh, choice of Twitch comments. Not going to lie. I think your Twitch comments, they're inspired by the bard himself, the yes. great man. Yes. Bill yeah. Shakespeare. I'm talking about. Yeah, Christopher. The modern iteration, you know. If we yeah, took so all of your comments on my Twitch alone and, and compiled them, there's a serious piece of writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like uh, a thousand monkeys like getting together and like trying to make it work. <laughs> As for jacking yeah. off, I mean, like the, the the subject I'm desperate to talk about, uh, <laughs> quite obviously, like uh, playing the old uh, playing the violin, as I like to call it. Uh, jacking off's an interesting one. Uh, I'm I'm worried of those around the me. Uh, what was that? The guyolin. The ah, guy- <laughs> God damn it! God oh, damn it! That's God. brilliant. Yeah, strumming, strumming that like solitary banjo thing <laughs> as best I can. You're welcome. Don't, don't, well, I don't like that you're doing an impression of me. But uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on, uh, I I have a belief that. Um, if you ever catch yourself like jacking it in the mirror and you see yourself in that state, it is the most terrifying existential crisis you'll find yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll, you'll soon realize that um, every uh, small complexity that you thought uh, composed uh, your ear to your kind of uh, conscious being is a lie. And in fact, you're nothing but a system of pipes that need to be cleaned every now and again. And that that is echoed marvelously in that facial expression, that dead-eyed stare, coupled with the mariachi twist of your uh, your palm hitting your ball sack. That yeah, you yeah. catch yourself in the mirror unawares. You look like a nocturnal animal. 
<laughs> who has just been introduced to daylight for the first time, a slow Loris. <laughs> Pure fear. <laughs> yeah, that that's that that um that slow Loris in the gaze of like a high beam for the second. <laughs> and I I for one don't want to uh share that moment with anyone. Uh, but me, myself, and God, God, please forgive uh-huh. me. Um, as for bunk beds, I mean, it's a lot like the store review uh, system. I think that some bunk beds are going to be better than others. You mm-hmm. don't want to create that symphony that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, friends yeah. of mine that still live at home uh, uh, will attest they lived in bunk beds with their brothers until they were in their mid-twenties. And I often think of them like as if they're some kind of masturbatory uh, Captain Ahab's and yeah. they're searching for the white whale to just <laughs> land on their chest with grace and uh, decorum and that never happening for them because the bunk is twitching that little bit too much to enjoy it. <laughs> And that's a beautiful way of looking at it, you know. That that is a that's a great way of looking at a druid. I, I think that you know having a wank off while my business partner is out buying a Gatorade in fucking Iowa. It, <laughs> having done that so many times makes coming home and having that solitary wank like sweet ambrosia. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. That first that that the first pressing of the olive oil coming out for the yeah. first time after weeks uh-huh. and weeks on the road. Um, God bless, man. You're out there with Juice. You're out there with Henry. You're sharing a bed. With, you know, we're living the dream. We're living the fucking... I've seen parts of the world I never thought I would. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm loving this. Like The idea of like three of you like sharing a bed in a hotel room somewhere in Des Moines, for example, on your next tour, which you'll sure be hitting... Uh, yeah, it here first. Um, Can't miss uh, I'm imagining that drone shot, that that downward shot of you guys on the bed, and it's like, what the fuck happened to Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> we, we, it's 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 really a. Sh- <laughs> you like ju- you like juice for fuck's sake? Do you want to go and get breakfast or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the other good piece of advice for the bunk bed. Uh, you know. Just hold it. Mm. Mm. Just, you'll just enjoy hold it. it more. You'll enjoy mm. it more in the long run. My so my boss and I we travel uh, for my job and we share a hotel room. And she she's like, man, I wish I could afford to get you your hotel room, whatever. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's a roof and four walls, and there's no roaches. Like it's it's cool. Let's get one thing straight as well. Like she can't afford that. She couldn't at the time. At the time, she couldn't. Okay, gotcha. So, but I was prepared to, like, get my own room if I really needed to. But there was this dude that was hitting on her real hard. And I was like, listen, I can go fuck off to a bar and, like, give you some time if you need it. And the last night of the conference, he fucking slid her his room key. Wow, Mr. Slick. I know. And he did it right in front of me. And I was like, I I see what you're doing, Morgan. I see what you're doing. And I was already fucking off to Riverside that night. So, like, I was going to be out of the room. And I was like, do what you're going to do. Fucking whatever, man. And I meet up with her at the airport to fly back to Iowa. And she's like, 
yeah, I had a really late night last night. And I was like, I bet you did. And she goes, yeah, we drank in the hot tub, blah, 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 blah. And I said no. And I was like, respect, man. Mm. Yeah. Like, fucking you respect. Just because you got the the hotel. Because, you know, if it, our last tour we did, we had a – we had – it set up. It was an uneven number of people in the tour party, so there was a solo room each night, mm-hmm. and we called it the Great Rotation <laughs> of uh, <laughs> each night. Like who who does it rotate to? And you know, when when you're out there in a room by yourself, and you you know you're on the road, it's it's easy to think like, oh, I've got the solo room tonight. Maybe I need to try and like pick up, or like the person hitting on me. Maybe I do go home with them or whatever, but. Really, like, that's the time when you actually need to just be alone and masturbate. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, dude. So when I went to Texas by myself on my trip, uh, she ended up not being able to come with me. She had booked a room with two beds and, you know, cool, whatever. And I had the entire room to myself. And I was like, this is the fucking best. I had some of the best sleep. Ain't nobody fucking bothering me. No sun waking me up. Like, I was like, God damn. Wow. Now I know why people fucking love this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone just wants I to play the harp. No, again. Right. Dude. Everyone loves masturbating? What are we talking about? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Good, good. <laughs> I was just literally trying to bring another classical uh, fucking instrument into the frame, but that's fine. <laughs> You've got a harp? Nah. Are you playing nah, with your nah. harp? Nah. Come on. <laughs> Close things to a harp, I'll get to a pint of Guinness. Mm. That's it. I'm wrapping this shit up. Yeah, I, I was going to say. <laughs> but before we delve uh, yeah. even deeper and farther into weird uh, holes, uh, God damn it, I hate yeah. myself. Uh, um, <laughs> everyone's going to leave this uh, recording and go and jack off now that we've been. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations if you made it this far, listeners. Yeah. Uh, Let's say that every time. I'm so glad When people finish episodes, I get messages. I just finished the latest episode. I made it to the point where Drew had said, if you've made it this far, I get those messages, man. That's <laughs> so, so yeah. funny. I love that shit. So My favorite ones I get when I stream are people who write to me and say that they fell asleep with the stream on. Dude. Mm. So I get good. three or four of them a day. I get a, That's the most messages I get is people writing to me saying, no, I've, I've, so thanks for putting work. me to sleep. That oh. is like, uh, you are like calm.com. You're like a meditation app for the, these fuckers. That's so good. I'm the, I'm the, yeah, the insomnia cure for the modern guy. God, I love that. Yeah, and and the the insomnia disease for me because I keep fucking staying up with you fuckers. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a, it's a disgusting. terrible disease. I hope it doesn't trouble you too much. Uh, is that wait? Is that why you listen to the? Is that why you tune into the fucking stream? <laughs> uh, I, well, well, I told you I had that sleep illness. I I I didn't dream until I was four years old. Uh, there is a little carryover from that, uh, and in a way, uh, just know you've helped me through that journey of staying awake through all this shit. And I've started a podcast, made friends. Yeah, there's all kind of positives going on here, uh, none of which impact positively on my work, and all <laughs> of which uh, tap into those destructive thoughts in my head where I liken my masturbatory practice to that of a no- nocturnal animal. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> Take from that what you will. 
I've been thinking a lot about symbolism and re-symbolism, and and I think that you are you, you you're hitting some sort of nail on some sort of nail head. <laughs> that in itself was a symbol. Look at this. Yeah, guy. yeah. yeah. Uh, spreading his wings and flying tonight on the <laughs> podcast. Didn't really know how we were going to go, Roy. Um, but uh, I feel we're winding down. This has been an absolute blast. This has been. I, mean, I I've enjoyed it. My, me too. The sun is going down over the Verrazano Bridge here in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed speaking with you guys. I, I normally don't bang on so much, so I do appreciate it. Hey, we've <laughs> some- had a blast having you on. Like I, for some reason, people who don't talk much end up talking for hours around me. I think it's just my blessing or curse. I don't know which one. <laughs> But, uh, your superhero slash villain origin story. Exactly, man. Yeah, we are definitely got a mouth facilitators <laughs> over here. Well, uh, I'm going to flat out deny ever doing this podcast. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to. He's, he's given away too much, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, this is, this yeah, is where yeah. I get the oh, I'll get the email from. Uh, what 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 was that guy's name you quoted yeah. earlier? <laughs> You, I've you, gone after you, the, the Dutch. I've gone after Kevin Morby. I've gone after everyone. <laughs> Listen, there's someone from, there's someone from sne- like secretly Canadian coming out with a baseball bat to Birmingham, UK, right now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that there's no one at that label with the stones. They don't have the they don't have the guts to come find me. I usually have at least one controversial <laughs> hot take. Keeping that in as well. Yes, <laughs> I'm usually the one that has at least one controversial hot take. Uh, like I've challenged Joe Rogan, so I mean, fucking whatever, man. Like at this point, it's fine. You, you don't have to challenge Joe Rogan, uh, James. You just just sit back and let uh, let, let that blood disease burn. run its course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, so, disease. So Take many establishments with sawdust on the floor, ending uh, yeah. that guy right now. <laughs> and ivermectin. You can ivermectin this. Ugh, <sighs> gross. Well, Roy, thank you so much for being on the pod. I've had a blast. My pleasure. Me and, too. And yeah, uh, uh, before you go, please, is there anything you would like to plug? Ooh, plug it. Yeah. Plug in. Let me see. I, of course, I'll plug the Twitch channel, Cameron Malloy Associates. Uh, that's our, our LLC here in the States and also the name of our Twitch account. Uh, I stream Farm Sim endlessly. What else do I have to plug? Plug a lug. I'm new to TikTok, Marvelous Crane. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I spelled Marvelous wrong, but you'll figure it out. I'm up <laughs> right now. Let's go. I've been TikTok making, and I hate it. <laughs> I've been trying so hard to make TikToks. Holy fuck, it's challenging, but I'm getting there. Um, and uh, and other than that, yeah, use Google. Look up the shows. Alex Cameron. Uh, we're probably coming to a town near you if you're in Europe or America. Um, and we're the probably the best rock band uh, going around right now. Everyone else. In the indie game, are fucking cowards, dude. <laughs> listeners, please check out. That's so true. <laughs> please check out Alex Cameron because I was exposed to Alex Cameron through Druid, and now it sneaks into the rotation. My, my like automatically generated rotation. 
and <laughs> it's it's fucking great. Uh, going from thank you, Ginger. We we do sneak into people people's lives, don't we? I, hey, you know, horse. <laughs> I I fucking dig it, man. So please, guys, uh, check out the Twitch channel. Check out the tunes. Uh, go and uh, support the the Tiki Talk kids and their newfangled TikToks and shit. But <laughs> no, I, just to be clear, I'm I'm 34 years old. I, I should actually inform your viewers of that. I'm a 34 year old uh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is everyone here, buddy? No, I was going to say, like, about that. It, we, Drew, it, it's a pleasure to have heard, uh, spoken with you on the phone. Ginger, yeah, thank honestly. you so much for having me. Absolutely. Anytime uh, you want to fucking chat, play games, whatever, man, uh, you know how to get a hold of us now. Watch out. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, You'll be out in the farm putting in hard labor. I mean, okay, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's a digital. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I played Minecraft for 12 fucking years, so. I've considered oh. making that purchase a couple of times, but I thought, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, infiltrate, I'm infiltrating on a whole new level to that at this point with if fucking you, this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, uh, as I said at the start, it's like fucking James Franco from Pineapple Express. I deliver him some weed, and then I'm like, "Yeah, you want to stick around, buddy?" Fucking <laughs> 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 cartoons. Oh, That's the. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for smoking me out as well. <laughs>